This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. I'm sorry about my hair. I get my hair cut tomorrow for the first time in like 18 months. It feels like important stuff for people to know. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover. It is Saturday, August 13th. That's correct. And my name is Matt Bomb. Okay. I, like, I, it, it felt like you were really like thinking hard, checking your math on the fly there. No, I had to, I had to roll uh, something up here audio-wise. That's all. Oh, uh, gotcha. Uh, I am the internet's Joe Patrick, and uh, I know what everybody seems to know except for Matt Bomb, and that is that people do care when I'm getting my hair cut. It's tomorrow. Uh, here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook Live to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with you, our listeners, and occasionally... Horny children that get turned into toads. <laughs> Not everybody's going to know what that was if you're just listening to the show. That's Our, okay. Before that's we warm the, up. That's for the Discord people. There we go. Before we warm up for the live show, we have Saturday morning cartoon theater here in the Ziggurat today. We, Don't explain it. Today it's, was Battletoads. It, it was it, less special. It was unfortunate. I'll say that. This is a lot. Well, you can tell they spent <laughs> tens of dollars on the animation, though. This dozens, is a live of show. Dollars, yeah. And we need you to talk with us live. So you can jump into our Zoom. You can find a link pinned in the cover to cover channel on our Discord. I also spam it in the chat of the voice channel where you can just hang out and watch and chat with us if you like. You can also watch the stream on Facebook. If you can't be here live, you can still play along. You can leave us a message at the THN hotline, that is 402-819-4894. You can also find that phone number on our website and on our Facebook, or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines and start rapping with you jerks, Joey and I like to reset the weekly nerd news that we are following in our nerd news channel on our Discord. Joe Patrick, it's time for nerd news. Nerd news. Listen, if you're not going to play along, don't even bother saying the word. What's that? You got to... No, you got to do it. You got to do the thing. Oh, you want the nerd news? Is that what you want? Okay. Yeah, all right, all right. that's what the that's what the people crave. Just before we get started here, expect spoilers for the following: Sandman on Netflix, Paper Girls on Prime Video, and Prey on Hulu this week. Full spoilers for Prey. If people want to discuss Prey, it's been yeah. I don't know what you're gonna spoil, but you know. Guess, Guess what? what? She fights the predator and she wins, she wins. because yeah. that's how predator works. Yeah, the predator is super scary until it ultimately gets its ass kicked. Every time, 100% of the time. (laughs) By by itself, by itself, typically. Uh, Yellow Suit Daredevil is confirmed in a new She-Hulk trailer. A lot of people are like, ooh, maybe it's D-Man. It's like, it's not, it's not D-Man. Yeah, D-Man's going to make an appearance. Yes. Look, it's the She-Hulk, it's She-Hulk and Leapfrog's in it. Like, it could have been D-Man. Okay, with that said, D-Man shows up. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yes. I'm very but, happy about it. <laughs> um, it. It is very clearly Daredevil. He's got the horns. It's Charlie Cox. But uh, yeah, it's like there's no doubting it. It's He's in the new trailer. So we'd like um, to hear from some D-Man fans today. Let's have some D-Man talk. Let's look, I'm a D-Man fan, Bubba. <laughs> Damon Chan says it's D-Man's world and we're just living it's in true. it. It's true. 
Uh, Strange Adventures is canceled at HBO Max, which apparently Kevin Smith did not know had not been announced already because that news predates the merger with Discovery. Uh, Strange Adventures was the anthology show that was set to feature lesser known DC characters. Right. Uh, Greg Greg Berlanti, who is responsible for the Arrowverse, uh, was in charge of it. Uh, so that got canned. Now, he did yeah. say he had Nicolas Cage lined up to play Bizarro in an episode with Bizarro and Jimmy, <laughs> basically. Awesome. Oh, which, I mean, awesome, but that also sounds very Kevin Smith to me. Like, I don't know how true that is. Like, you're going to get Nicolas Cage to do a, a one episode of Strange Adventures? I hey, mean, look. Nicolas Cage, dude, uh, still a famous person. Makes bad movies, still a famous person. Kevin Smith. That dude's got to pay off the tax, man. So, I don't think you're famous you know. anymore. I mean, I, I'm still, I like you. You're a good guy. He's not famous anymore. No, of course he's famous. Hmm. Yes, he's famous. He gets actual studio movies made. People know who Kevin Smith is. Oh, yeah. Clerks 3. (laughs) I know. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. Clerks 3 sounds pretty good. Uh Uh-huh. Way better than Clerks 2, which I hate. See, I'm not giving that any more credit. I'm not going to any more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I'm not going to any more Clerks movies. All right. I'm done. I didn't go to see Clerks. I watched, I waited for it to come on cable or whatever. So basically, the news is mostly about the Warner Brothers merger. Uh, Things are looking dicey for uh, Doom Patrol and the Titans, though the Variety pumped the brakes on their uh, article and they went from being like, they're canceled to ask again later reply hazy yeah yeah yeah. um Their magic in fact, ball i looked at the i looked well. at the article i looked at the article last night before i posted the prompt and now all it says is that things are still up in the air for these two shows anyway thanks for reading goodbye yeah <laughs> so um uh and yet somehow there's still hope for the flash movie i know what matt says and i get it it's unlikely but we stopped taking bets by the way it's like three yeah, to one well, that are, it doesn't come out are, and we and we canceled all bets, so bets <laughs> I hope are, you got locked bets are in. closed <laughs> yes bets are closed um but yeah the flash movie and now we're getting articles that are like there are three options available to warner brothers and they are weighing them all one uh they scrap it which is what? What do you what do you call that? What what is that? Sixty to sixty forty? I don't know what. I don't know how odds work. You're gonna have to tell me. Two to one, they scrap it. I'm saying two to two one. To, all right. Um, the second one is that they pull a Kevin Spacey and they don't let Ezra Miller do any promotion because of course not. And then they recast him and digitally insert. Somebody else Tig Notaro. into they digitally that role. insert. They, yeah, Tig Notaro, Tig Notaro is the Flash. Palmer. Six to one yeah. on this one. Six to one. Hell so that's shit. a good bet. Put some money I'll on take that. Take Tig Notaro. Tig Notaro would be a way more interesting <laughs> Barry Allen than <laughs> Ezra Miller. I'm into right? it. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is they just barrel full steam ahead because they've spent too much money and it's got to happen. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think it's likely going to be either number two. They press forward and try to salvage it with a different actor or number one, it gets canned. Or it could become another um, tax write down, which I learned this week. I learned a tax, tax write, write down, down is different than a tax write off. A tax write down is when they say we lost a lot on this, but we didn't lose everything. We're not writing it off as a complete zero. So that could mean that's not to say there's something's going to happen to this back row movie, but they're holding on to the back row property. For example, they're not saying it's like, get out of here. Yeah, right. I mean, well, I mean, obviously the company that it's still 
it's still DC. It's still Warner Brothers. Like it's not like HBO. It's not like they've lost the rights to Batgirl. Like, no, no, no. But it had something they're, to do with like an going option to, for an HBO Max, whatever. They just said Meh. like I don't even. Yeah, like I don't even think. Like, I think that if your company owns the owns the property, I don't even think it's a matter of optioning anything. I think they just tell you to do it and you do it. Well, yeah, but, but there's, there's contracts with people and stuff that have. Well, to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. Yeah, for sure. Like people with work Leslie on Grace it. and Brandon yeah, Fraser and exactly. and um uh whomever else they're getting was paid. In that movie. Is what's happening. So they oh, got Michael Keaton for nothing. Uh, you know what? I I think that we should all take a a page from the Michael Keaton playbook because that guy does not give two shits. Oh yeah. He he's come out and he said I've never seen a Marvel movie. I've never sat through yeah. a Marvel movie. I don't care if this movie gets made or not. I just came to work. Like I just came to yeah. work one day. But he's doing the, you know, and my, it's like, they're Keaton. Where is he? And background. And part of me and part of so, me is uh, like, you know it what? Got canceled? Like great. Who cares? Michael I, Keaton. I, <laughs> I want Michael Keaton. Oh, why is he 1980s Mr. Mom Michael Keaton? That's what he's because that's that's a Michael Keaton, man. He's still like yeah. that. I love him. Uh, like a part of me, like it, the same thing happened when you and I met Doug Monkey when he came to Omaha, where he's just like, yeah, you know, Tron Comics is cool, but it's just, it's a job. It wasn't his passion for him. Um, Michael Keaton does not care about being in comic book movies. <laughs> They're just a job to him. Yeah. Part of me, part of me wants to believe that like Michael Keaton just loves being Batman and he doesn't. And that's fine. Um, but I think that for our own mental health, we should just be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit if it gets made or not? No, at this point. Yeah. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I don't yeah. care. There was some discussion that we had on the discord though, where like a few people were like, just do it. Just do it. Let the world burn and do it. I want to see the explosion. The chain wreck scenario. Um, I mean, who knows, man? Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I want to see a flash movie. I'd love to see a flash multiverse movie. I think it sucks for like the, the actress, the, like the Latinx actress that uh, was going to get to be Supergirl. It sucks for Leslie Grace. It sucks for Michael oh, sure. Jordan. Sure. It sucks for everybody. Um, you know who I don't give a shit if it sucks for Ezra Miller. Moving on. No. <laughs> uh, the most important news of the week is that Pennyworth is back, is coming back for a third season, and it's going to be on HBO Max instead of on Epix, which means people will watch it. Uh, I watched. If they I can find it. Talk. If they can actually find it, they'll watch it. Yes. It's on HBO Max. I know, it's but things not, tend like, to get weirdly buried on HBO Max where they were like, I'm flipping through, flipping through, flipping through. I'm like, this is on HBO Max and it's brand well, new. <laughs> it's true. Uh, like the, inter the, the HBO Max interface is garbage. It's bad. Like I, like I do like how it's divided into hubs, right? So last night I went to the DC hub yeah. and right there front and center was Pennyworth. And I watched the first two episodes of Pennyworth and it is legitimately excellent. It's not bad. I watched six it's, episodes it's of it. It's very good. It's just um, has nothing to do whatsoever with Batman or anything. Like why does well, it? Except, but like, all right, look, I don't want to have, I don't want this to be a point of contention between us today. <laughs> But like when they tried to make Batman a thing in Gotham, you hated it. I'm not saying I, so I need it. Have the, no, you cannot have the opposite criticism. That's about not Pennyworth. what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's a what my criticism is. Like this could just be any show. Why did we well, choose to make an Alfred show? There was well, it, no I mean, part of it, me that was like, man, I want to know what Alfred did before. Yeah, like, sure, but, but like I mean that that is true. But it is also like Alfred was a secret agent. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Alfred knew Thomas Wayne when he like he knew the Waynes from a very young age. Like and so yeah, they, they've made an Alfred show and, and now we great retitled. Uh, <laughs> the point is, uh, they have changed the name of Pennyworth 
uh, for season three. Now it is called Pennyworth colon the origin of Batman's butler. God. Like, <laughs> uh, I like your title um, better. It was like the origin of the old guy that sometimes hangs out with Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, Pennyworth, the origin of that old man that sometimes hangs out with Batman. <laughs> um, Woo, nice job, it's, writers. <laughs> it's very, it's very stupid. Uh, we've got a question of the week here that uh, I came up with based on some things that were bugging me about comics. Uh, what is your favorite and or most hated plot point in comics that has no reason to exist? Uh, I'm just going to give my answer now because I haven't thought of a better one and it really bugs me. So an example would be, why does Cyclops still have trouble controlling his optic blasts even though he's been brought back from the dead? on Krakoa at least two or three times. Why wouldn't he just be back to being baseline Cyclops with full control of his bodily functions? Because like, he wouldn't look as cool without the mask. That's he basically can still wear it. the mask. That's not the point. It's like, you can wear the mask, bud. Uh, but, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alright, that's it. That's all right. everything. Let's get into it. We're going to have Jay Cirillo jump in here. I'm asking to unmute you. Your hand is up. What do you got for us? Hey, it, hey better be, it better be Jay Cirillo and it, not F. Cirillo. No, it's F. Cirillo. It is. It's uh, not, no, it's not Jenny Jay never Cirillo. calls us anymore. Hey, man. <laughs> sorry, you know, I, I, when I log... Yeah, sorry, I know. My daughter is using my computer, so I got I to gotta use my laptop, which my wife had used last for a Zoom call. Man, that family is just weighing you down, bro. Okay. All that family crap, man. <laughs> holy moly. <laughs> what do you got for us this week? <laughs> so... Well, I got, um, well, first thing, first thing I wanted, I, I was thinking about was, uh, you know, how, you know, you said like Michael Keaton doesn't care, yeah. you know, that my, my, my feeling is this and, and about actors in movies. I like when they care about the part, right. Yeah. You know, look at, yeah. look at Chris Evans, Chris yeah, Evans right. cares about being, you know, being Captain America, uh, Robert Downey Jr. cares about being, uh, Iron Man. Um, as much as people like like to not like him, Johnny Depp cares about being Jack Sparrow. Yeah, and these guys go to great lengths to not only like help out and do charity work, but they do like like Johnny Depp would go like on like carry his take his Captain Jack Sparrow costume with him so he can go to children's hospitals. Yeah, Chris Pratt and, and, did the same thing too. He would. He would yeah. Oh yeah. Chris Pratt and, would and show up. Tom, like, Tom Holland goes yeah. to children's hospital like cancer wards dressed as Spider Man. It's the amazing, time. and I think that's that's where I want my superhero actors to be. Yeah, because they they take they take ownership of the part. They feel the character more. And they do these wonderful, amazing things for for children, yeah. you know, which is, yes. come on, it's comic books after for all. For sure. I don't That's care if Chris Evans, good-looking Hollywood brat Chris Evans never read Captain America comics when he's a kid. Right. That does not bother me. What does no, bother no. me I do is, take I do take umbrage to his, to, to characterizing him as good-looking Hollywood brat because he's not a brat. He's a good person. That's what they call Hollywood kids, Hollywood brats. That's the, just, come on, keep up, Joe. This is Hollywood speak, all right? And he's not like part of a Hollywood dynasty or Somebody anything. Get he this just, guy out of the board room anyway uh <laughs> no, what i'm saying is Shut like up. it's when they fake it it when you bring when they bring yeah. people on like to talk shows and stuff and they're like oh so you're you're playing you know a black canary or green lantern or whatever they're like oh yeah i've always read the comics yeah. oh, i love them yeah super cool and they like don't say 
anything in particular about their love, a storyline, a career, like, and you're like, okay, you know, right. <laughs> like my favorite well, thing know, about nobody, my favorite thing about Black Canary is that she's just been in so many comics, right? You know, like this kid that just that's played, not a characteristic. This kid that just played <laughs> Elvis in the Baz Luhrmann film, which is oh yeah, it's bonkers if you haven't seen. I can't it. wait. We're watching it tonight. It's I can't wait. Nuts. I watched it last night. Giggled through the whole thing. Loved it. But oh, it's okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah. But this kid was like in interviews. I was like, who is this kid? And and Casey was telling me about. Him. She's like, he doesn't. I've never heard of Elvis. He doesn't give a shit about Elvis. He was <laughs> like, great. I don't know. I'm, he was I'm, like, I'm, he was like, I'm I didn't know. Three years old. I don't know. A guy <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, I knew Elvis was a thing. He was like, and I knew he was like really popular. He's like, but I didn't like know anything about it. You know? And that's fine. Uh, Nobody cares. Elvis fans aren't going to be like, get him out of here. Get him out. Comic fans will do that, though. <laughs> while while we are still tangentially uh, near the orbit of Batgirl, um, uh, uh, John, John Sims Skelenaut, uh said something very uh, interesting. Uh, dudes on different podcasts. There are no other podcasts, but I understand. Uh, we're saying that with the tax write-off or write-down or whatever we're calling it for Batgirl, they can still release it as a DVD extra packaged with a Batman movie or something like that, as long as they don't release it as a standalone movie or a streaming thing that makes them money by hmm. itself. Yeah. That would, that would so be cool. they can still put out Batgirl packaged with something else i don't think right. it sees the light of day i think it was it's really really bad and they're well it's not it. finished it, yeah. uh, like it wasn't it, it was close but it still had a bunch of post-production work like it's not done right, right. they'd have to spend mm. more money to finish it frank what else you and got man? Uh, well, be, you know, the question I, is whether or not they gonna, think it's, it's worth spending oh, wait, the money on. Go ahead, Joe. It's your show. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was just, I, I'm just, just finishing that thought. But yeah, yeah. I, I know. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna answer with Don't this. Don't you and, forget oh, it, Frank? It's okay. Watch <laughs> the f bombs. I gotta edit these. Come on. <laughs> yeah, um, I get I'm gonna one go per with show, this. like a PG-13 movie. One of one of my most the thing irks. I'm gonna say irksome plot irksome. points is the fact that nobody, I mean nobody, recognizes. Super in the comic books, Clark Kent as Superman. Okay, there's an explanation the, for this. Okay, there is an, on me, man. there's an explanation for this, and I don't know exactly where it comes from, but it was told to me because I did the same thing. I was in the comic shop, yeah. and I was like, "It's the dumbest damn thing in the world that nobody recognizes Clark Kent as Superman, and all he's well, wearing guys, is glasses." You guys, you guys, you guys really just brought a stick to a gunfight, didn't you? <laughs> so, so the explanation <laughs> that I have heard, and I don't know, Joe, check me on this, but the explanation I, I was told by another super nerd was Clark Kent vibrates. Just I told you fast that. enough, like not like that, but like just enough to make yeah, like a vibrator. Yeah, yeah. To make himself just a little blurry. Right. No. Okay. Uh, he does that when he does that. So I told you that. And okay, that, that was you. something that John Byrne established in John Byrne's Superman, Superman issue two, to be exact, where uh, Superman knew that he was being surveilled by Lex Luthor. And it turns out that like whenever he's just flying around and he knows that cameras are on him because it's, you know, he's in Metropolis or cameras everywhere. Yeah, he wiggles. Um, yeah, he vibrates <laughs> at super speed just enough that they can't get a very clear picture of his face. Hmm. Um, now, I don't think that, that it's an evidence that he would do that like if he was just standing on the street corner talking to little Janie whose cat he just rescued from a tree. Because that's kind of terrifying. It's like, 
Hello, little girl. It's me, Superman. Now, there's there's two two things here that that I want to bring up. It's like, first of all, Chris Reeves and Superman in the movie did, yes. did such an amazing job at going from his transition from Superman to uh, Clark Kent. Yeah. And, which yeah. was like, that's, you know, you'd get it. You'd get it there. He, he like loses two inches, three inches. Right. There's a scene, like that first scene. He becomes a different yeah. person. He there's takes, that, yeah. there's that, that he, scene in Superman, the movie where he, after the, after the poetry flight, uh, <laughs> you know, can you read my mind? It's, look, sorry, I love that movie yeah, yeah. to death. It's my favorite movie of all time. Yes. That is a stupid scene. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> and she's a writer, goes, by like, the way. <laughs> he 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 goes he goes to he he shows up back at Lois's apartment as Clark. She's all like, oh, I just had a flight with Superman. Well, he was vibrating and, and, the whole time. I guess uh, I don't know. <laughs> and she leaves the room to get a coat or put on a a, a, a shirt or whatever because they're gonna go. To dinner clean herself up <laughs> yeah. yeah and um it's, it, it's he the best becomes ever he takes his glasses off he says lois i have to tell you something and i'm not kidding he l- almost literally becomes a different person yeah. oh yeah because he's, he's, he's whenever he's clerk amazing. he's hunched over and he like takes the glasses yeah. off and so he stands it's a combination up, puts his yes. chest out superman and that was something frank quietly uh Scalinot said he uh this is a point yeah. in All-Star, uh, All-Star Superman where they, mm. there's a specific character design. Like Clark Kent has a different silhouette than Superman because totally. he's hunched over. Totally. Um, his hair's messed up. Um, and so it's a combination of uh, Clark Kent just being an expert at wearing uh, at that look. Being a schlub. Well, I mean, it's just like it all. You know, it works. It works whichever way you choose to like believe. Like I always believed that Clark Kent was the real person, and that mm-hmm. Superman is the mask, right? He, and so the like standing up straight with perfect posture, you know, squared shoulders and all that. Like that's the disguise. Oh, Bill from Kill Bill disagrees with you, man. I'm just saying. Well, Bill from Kill Bill <laughs> is dead. So I, I agree. <laughs> um. And so, like, it's a combination of of Superman just being that good, and people only seeing what they want to see. Sure. Like, you, he puts on those glasses sure. and he disappears into the background. Yeah, it's not that he it's not that he's no longer looks like himself. It's that like people don't see him. Uh, I, I as get clearly that. I can anymore. get that. Right. Now, and, and think about when you see a famous person in real life. And they're not like there as like so and so wearing eight tons star of, makeup. of Knight Rider here with the car. Like they're just walking around and you like walk by yeah. and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Was that Michael Knight from Knight Rider? <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's like stars. They're just yeah. like us. You know? Right. Now now J- Joe might know the answer to this, but there was some kind of like silver age silliness that Superman had some super hypnosis or some kind of a oh, yeah. super like kind of a projection thing, super whatever you want. He was super, yeah, exactly. So you know, like I said, Silver Age. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, but he, there was he something did, in the Silver Age that kept- part of, it, like he wasn't like roofing everybody he met, but he it's also <laughs> it, it's also like comic book trickery. Like Superman has Superman robots that stand in for him when he's in. Oh yeah. And so those. it's very easy for Superman and Clark Kent to be in two in the, the same place. Sure. All the time. And so it's like, oh man, like, so you go from being like that guy is Superman to being like, that guy kind of looks like Superman to, 
the most like farthest extreme, which is there is that guy standing next to Superman. So right. clearly they're not the same person. It's weird that Superman isn't moving his mouth yeah. and his arms don't bend real well, but I mean, there he is, you know. Uh, <laughs> now. Like, it is me, Superman. No, these were like very convincing androids. Um, but yeah, no, in the Silver Age, like in the Silver Age, um, Superman would send his robots to like pretend to be him. 24 seconds constantly yeah um but uh to to what frank was saying about the hypnosis it actually did come up in one of our reviews um we did uh we did a cosmic long box and i don't remember did we do what are they swamp monsters i don't remember what the theme was but i did an issue where superman fights solomon grundy okay Superman fights uh, Superman fights Solomon Grundy and he doesn't have time to do anything else. So at super speed, he kidnaps Steve Lombard from the sports desk. Okay. He puts him through several rounds of very heavy prosthetic makeup <laughs> and then hypnotizes him so that he believes that he's Clark Kent and then puts him out on camera as Clark Kent to do the news. So not only did Superman hypnotize Steve Lombard into believing he was a violation, Kent, that is definitely but he is good. But he is a good enough makeup artist that nobody could tell. That that was not him. He violated that man. Oh no, that's <laughs> crazy. One hundred percent. Yeah, like, that's not okay. So that did that did actually happen, Frank, and we did review an instance of it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So before I go, I'm going to say one more thing. Cosmic short box. All right. Cosmic short box. <laughs> that is very funny. I just don't yeah. know what we how we would do. I, I know, so the cosmic short box would just be like a couple where we'd just do like two each and we could do one where like Superman is a dick. You know, and we used to do issues <laughs> with, you know, it, like episodes where Superman was like a total shithead to somebody. And we're like, why would nice. he do that? <laughs> like that when he made Jimmy marry the female King Kong, you know, like female King Kong. <laughs> yeah, dick yeah. move, right. Superman, you know, like what the hell? <laughs> uh, right. Not only that, but it's very racially and culturally yeah, insensitive that yeah, you are dressed like a witch doctor. Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Frank, good to talk to you. All Always. right, good talk to you guys. We'll talk Later, soon. Frank. Brian Domingos, I'm asking to unmute you. Jump in here, brother. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Good morning, hey, sir. No, we were just Brian talking Domingos. about uh, weird racial undertones in Silver Age Superman comics. Yeah, you know, I think he was um, really good at, he, I don't know if he was super good at makeup or it's just those not high def cameras. You know, he could get away with it. That, that could be it too. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah, yeah it's, shitty it's all TV cameras. And, and over the air, like, yeah. you know. On, Look, I don't know, man. I, Come on. I, he got I, away like with to, it. I, I feel like in 1978, I might still be able to tell the difference between Clint Eastwood and a guy that's kind of dressed like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't well, know. But. One of the, there's a thing in the, um, in birth, what's it called? Birthright, the, uh, birthright, the Mark Wade yeah. origin series where right. um, Martha gives him glasses and the glasses like obscure the color of his eyes because he's got like really blue eyes. Oh, right. And so yeah. it, they dull it, the like, color of his eyes. So, you know, it's like, and, you know, so it changes that. And, you know, I think we've all seen that uh, that side by side of Zoe Deschanel with bangs and without. Yeah. And yes. um, it right. looks like two different people. Yeah. The so second one, you're like, who is that like, woman? <laughs> it's like, oh, she yeah, looks yeah. familiar. It's so it's so believable. Come on. He's a he's a brunette dude. Sure. A brunette white dude. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it I, makes like, perfect I, sense. Uh, like uh, of, of all of the unbelievable things about Superman, the fact that he can put on glasses and trick people is the least unbelievable as the least unbelievable thing about him. <laughs> A special, I mean, it, it was a little harder with him on TV, but like, yeah. do you know what reporters in your town look like? Like, probably not, you know, newspaper reporters. Yeah. 
I don't want to touch any of the, the Warner Brothers TV stuff because it makes me sick to my stomach. So yeah. I will uh, talk about comics because that is my favorite thing. Let's do it. Um, Yay. It's sort of really, and it ties into the question of the week. So one thing um, is that next week uh, there's some big releases from Image. Uh, the Echo Lands hardcover is yes. coming out, um, which is going to be great. Um, also, equally great and equally uh, uh, real historical. quick though. Echo Echo Lands is the J.H. Williams the Third Hayden Blackman. Yes. Kind of sideways, weird fantasy book. If, if right? they put yeah, out an edition be, that is so big, I can't get it through my front door. I would buy it. <laughs> so I, it's going to be, yeah, it's landscape and, and you know, sideways bound. Um, yeah, it's like important. that. It's like that issue of X Force and Spider Man from the nineties. You know the ones. Only it looks better. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and re- so, it looks so related to extreme comics, um, the uh, the complete uh, Cyberforce hardcover also comes out next I week. Know. So I know. make sure I, you're I, first in line to get that. I'm, so, um, I'm stunned that Matt did not pick it for trade of the week. I, I did. I pre-ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. 40% off. I'm not off. Thank proud you. of this. Yeah. <laughs> it just is People, what it is. <laughs> come on. Well, and I looked and it's like, that's all the issues of Cyberforce you ever need. So like volume yeah. two is like wicked garbage. This yeah. is like, it's got the Wildcats crossover. It's Brian, volume it's one exact- was kind of wicked garbage too. I mean, like, look, no, no, I love it. I love it, but let's no, be no, real. It's this got is- extreme prejudice. Let's be real. <laughs> no, no, it is, but it's like, there's no Mark Silvestri art. Right. You know, that's what yeah. I mean. Like it's, it's that, that lower tier, like the, the creator's gone and now it's other people and, it's even less necessary than the other thing. Yes. It's completely now not it's necessary. Now it's Tyler yeah. Kirkham like, and even Mark know. Silvestri was like, well, I had six good stories in me. Six, <laughs> six is generous. I think there's really like three That's stories and, and they're, and they're all X-Men uh, ripoffs. Um, yeah. So, like I, I, even as a kid, like as a kid who didn't know anything about the X-Men, except for what I saw in house ads. Um, I remember when Cyberforce was being advertised in wizard magazine and I was like, well, wait a minute. Well, that that girl just looks like she's just like she's just Psylocke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that, yeah. Clearly, that's Wolverine. <laughs> that's Psylocke. Uh, the guy with firearms isn't necessarily anybody except for his kind of cable. No, Stryker was definitely kind of cable. Who's just like, well, what if cable had like more arms? He, but they were all on one th- side. He had three <laughs> arms on one side. Three on, yeah, three on one side, obviously. Oh um, man, how yeah, does he it's, sleep it's at total night? Total nonsense. <laughs> yeah. But I can't. I've been. Tra- that was due out, I think, in May, in like March. So it's been pushed and pushed and pushed, and it's been August seventeenth for three or four months and yep. it's finally coming. So I, I'm excited about that. Um, what a shock, what a shock and early, uh, 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 early founding image property is late. Yeah. Go yeah. And it was a Kickstarter too. So that's a, that's a double whammy. But, um, so related to that and the question of the week, um, I, there's also the second, um, epic edition of, uh, generation X. So I started reading the, um, Ooh. that's coming next week as well. So Man, actually maybe last week it's coming out. But I wanted to kind of, you know, reread the stuff because I love that series. And I did kind too. Of, and it's been so long. I did so too. I, I, that I takes you up to the, the end of the Chris Bacalo stuff, doesn't it? Yes. It does. I think it's going to be, well, no, because he, he goes into the, he leaves and then comes back. I was going to say, he leaves he and he comes some, back for a few. He was into the 30s a little bit because he wrote, he did some of the James Robinson ones. But, oh, um, you're right. He did. There's, um he, with that like kind of more chibi style, which is strange. Yeah. Yes. But um, he, 
so I started rereading it and I got into that original phalanx story and which is in uncanny and, and X-Men and all that. And it's great. Mm, I love that um, crossover. I loved it. The phalanx coming. Oh my God. I loved it's, it. It's tons of fun. And the, the way they introduce everyone is really cool. And as they're doing it, they're, they, there's all like the editor notes, right? So it's like, Oh, this is because Emma Frost is there and it's, she's catatonic because she found out the Hellions died in this issue. And I was like, yeah. Oh God. So yeah, I, I had Trevor to Fitzroy put about, her into a coma. Right. Way back in on uncanny 281. So he, um, so I went back to the like 308s, 309s and read a bunch of uncanny. I wasn't planning on reading nice. to get caught up nice. to that. Yeah, Joe and, mad baby. And oh, they, love it. <laughs> and they are, it's, it's cable and Cyclops arguing because they don't like know each other. It's like their first like conversation, which is <laughs> weird. Yes. And it's, and it's before Cyclops has gone into the future to be yeah. like his dad. Um, in that really weird thing and the two of them are like arguing and then so the executioner shows up oh the ex- so it's after it's after executioner's song which took place yes. pre 300 yeah so they know that they know that they have a connection but they don't oh, yeah. find out their father and son until i think it's cable number 8 a cable's it's, ongoing series number eight some, or ten or something yes. like that. So this is this is right after that because they do mention okay. that in the the issue. So yeah, so they do that that disclosure and then cable shows up and it's just like, you know, he he's like an angsty teen, like oh hey dad, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And meanwhile he's eight feet tall, and so they're like they're having this like really kind of like heavy conversation as heavy as it gets back then, and um and it's prior to the the honeymoon that he, that Scott and Gene, cause it's supposed to be Scott's bachelor party. Like right. that's the whole point is that he's supposed to leave to go do that. But instead he and cable end up fighting the executioner, um, which is awesome. And so it's like this, <laughs> is like, that, um, is that in, that's the annual, right? It's the first appearance of the executioner. I would think it's the second or third appearance of him. So it was, it was after okay. the annual, uh, okay. which was weird. Cause it was like probably within six months, like here he's again. Cause um, I'm trying but, to think of, I'm trying to think of that issue of uncanny where the executioner shows up and I can't peg it. I didn't right. really remember it until I started it. And, and I was like, gotcha. Oh my God. Okay. That's a good one. And yeah, it's John enough, yeah. Jr. And it looks great. Um, and so all those books are so good. Yeah. And the, oh, the that, Emma is Frost the, that, stuff, is, that is the height. That is the height of like, I'm John Romita Jr. And everybody I draw is super thick. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, a, he, like a linebacker. Yeah. Even the, the women. Yeah. The X-Men were all on power shakes at that point. Like they're yeah. all on it's HGH. A, <laughs> Just like, it's, it's about, <laughs> you know, it's like a, almost a year after issue 300 where that was like the peak. It was like everyone had ponytails. Yeah. Everyone there, had yeah, There was that, there was that, uh, whatever issue that we reviewed for the show where, uh, they had Thanksgiving, they played football and it was Thanksgiving, uh, yeah. and they had Thanksgiving dinner and everyone is in do rags and uh, oh, yeah. has like, like gigantic meaty forearms. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, uh, I think that's a couple issues before this. It's right yeah, in yeah. that area. Yes. Um, so it's great. It's a ton of fun. I and love it. I, so and they they set up Emma Frost so well, yeah. and they do all the stuff like they kind of reintroduce Banshee in this like interesting way. And so you get to the big crossover, and then it all starts with Generation X, and it's a blast. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and Monet is there, and she's so interesting, and she's so complicated. And then I just started to remember, and this is my answer of the week, how convoluted and stupid it got with her. And that it's oh, so yeah. infuriating. Oh, yeah. Because it is so, so dumb. Didn't she like, end up the reason that Bishop no, no, has the no. M tattooed on her face no, in the future no, 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 or something? No, 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 no. Bishop has an shark. M tattooed I'm on his face because he's a mutant. Right. But I thought yeah, there was that, something. That was like the... 
Because she no, goes he, by he, M as well, and we find out it has some connection. Unrelated. No, he, he Brian. I, I'm going to let Brian spell it, but he's talking about um, who, who M is and her, her relation uh, oh to my God. penance. So, so uh, her, yeah. So her father is like the um, ambassador to like Morocco or something like right, that. Or from yeah. Morocco. I remember Mr. that, Mr. Saint Croix. Yeah, yeah. Ambassador yeah, she, Saint Croix. She's like you know no, you know Northern African, and um, and so there's her, and then M Plate shows up in like the first issue, right? And of Uncanny or of Generation X, and Generation she, X. he's the brother, and I think we know that pretty early. Yeah, it's in those yeah. First couple. I think issues. we know it almost from the beginning. She warns yeah, him her brother quick. is coming and stuff. Like she knows. Well, she yeah, addresses yeah, him by well, his name. Well, she addresses like she him by him. name, yeah. And then Penance is there, and Penance is like that mute, um, super sharp, pointy. She was awesome. Right? I, I remember. Yeah. I remember the de- the description of Penance in the. Uh, this was back in the day where like Marvel and uh, presumably DC, but Marvel did it more than once. Um, they could put out a three or four dollar comic book that was essentially like. Hey, here's a comic we have coming out, and it's just like interview with Chris Bocciolo, a couple of sketches, oh, a, a description about everybody. Oh, yeah, right. And like penance, and the description. Of, I will never forget the description of penance is that like she is sharp everywhere. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because she's not made of nothing but corners. No, but she's all edges, you know. Like, she's not all edges. <laughs> like she's got spikes and stuff. Yeah, but she's not like she's got like rounded skin. So I just looked it up on uh, the Marvel fandom, and I realized where you're going with this now. I totally forgot. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Brian, so continue. Please. It's so dumb because then when you get to now, and it's like so, it's just so convoluted. So they have she, you know, Monet is her own character. She's like perfect and that's her thing is like her powers are that she's perfect she's she's just strong enough when she needs to be she's just smart enough she's fast she's beautiful she's talented like she right. can do anything she, right she's perfection in and fact then, i think that was her i think that was her description in the book is right. that like monet was whatever she needed to be right so yeah. it works really well and then you've got penance and this whole thing with emplate the brother and like all that and then what is revealed <laughs> is that is that penance i'm gonna is, wait to drop it in the chat go ahead so there's there's a brother and a sister, and then they have twin sisters. Yes, somewhere else, the twin sisters are, and this was later. This wasn't. This was not Scott Lobdell and Bacello. This, no, this was, was probably two years that. later. Yeah, right. This is not their intent because they talked about what their intent was for for penance, and they obviously got ignored. So they um, Monet turns out to be the twins. Twin sisters fuse together. Yep. Somehow, and then penance is the real Monet, right? They, but and they so, change, and so, they started calling it, her Hollow later on, right? Right. So yeah. they, um, yeah. So they like they mix all the stuff up, and so like the Monet we know is not actually Monet; it's these twins. And the twins, I don't know, I don't remember what happened with them because, uh, and they those issues they just got became on the new. They became penance. I thought they fused together. No, they became switched. penance. Oh my God! It's Which so, is it's, what? Like, look, if you're gonna do the thing, barf. if you're gonna do the thing, it's like, <laughs> you're, if you're going barf. to do the thing, it's like, yeah, okay. Um, well, we have two long lost sisters, and they got fused into a new being. You've already got a mysterious third being. You don't need to <laughs> right. make them Monet. Right. Just Why, make them yeah, right. penance from the start. <laughs> yeah, because it makes no sense that they are Monet. Like that, because why would right. Monet be separate? And then it's, I think, that, like and the, then later on, I believe, I believe that so, for a time, Monet 
can still like become penance sometimes. JD just mentioned it. So now, yes, Monet can turn into like a okay, penance thank type you, JD. Form. Yeah. On Krakoa, because she what uses the, hell, the, the the like the the red sharp hands in like I think yeah. X Club or whatever yeah. that book or X Corp X Corp um, X Corp yeah it's it's ridiculous it's such a mess and like I'm I'm like I'm reading it and I'm enjoying it and then like I just have that vague remembrance of like oh no <laughs> like that's like I'm only at the beginning of the you know halfway through the first issue after right. all the, the preemptive stuff I was like oh my god it's so dumb and, that's a, and, and it's just that would be a fun question of the week characters that you love. And then they went to a place where you could no longer look at them anymore. It's, <laughs> it's like I am done with I, that I character. Have, yeah, I have I have so much trouble like dealing with her now, and because she's she's so great, but it's like, what are we doing? They did actually <laughs> call her Hollow. Yeah, she reappeared under the codename Hollow. Yeah. Oh, that's when she uh, she was in that um, she was in that group uh, that Runaways spinoff book, uh, The Loners, with uh, oh. Ricochet from The Slingers Ricochet, and Lightspeed yeah. from Power. Back cool. And Dark Hawk. Cool. People were yeah. clamoring for that book, as I recall. Brian, it is good to talk to you. Um, uh, oh, guys. I'm, I'm is, sweating you know, after that. Right. Brian, um, you made me sweat. I know. We're all sweating. We're all sweating. Oh, Monet. Damon Chan, how are you today, brother? Yo, just here to rap about nerdy stuff as usual. Let's how get into it. Let's, Let's get into it. it. We just, <laughs> man, we just walked out of a nerdy quagmire and it sounds like we're walking right into another one. Let's go. What oh, do you yeah. got? <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, let me, I couldn't really think of an answer to the question we went. I figured that I would just throw it out there only because it's just some weird trivia that came from an old wizard comic that I'm like, oh yeah, that is true. Oh, uh, I, I guess there's a, there's the no real reason why Wolverine, when he falls into water, cannot or just won't sink to the bottom of the ocean right because he has goddamn adamantium skeleton yeah because he weighs uh, like although, 500 pounds or something right he, um well according to the handbook wolverine only weighs 300 pounds how is that oh, yeah, possible well, yeah and that how is, is with, that possible uh, and that's with the adamantium now i mean consider his bones are not made of adamantium okay all right they're laced his bones with are just coated in adamantium laced. yeah all right and uh, like I don't. I think a little dab will do you. It's not like it needs to be a thick coating of adamantium. Okay. Um, and so, as speaking as somebody who, you know, surprise, in case anybody didn't see me on video, weighs more than three hundred pounds, I also can swim. <laughs> so it happens. I, I still will go with the wizard explanation that he drinks enough beer where uh, the bubbles are keep him. He's buoyant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why yeah. he's drinking the beer. He his ballast is full. Okay, and so, it keeps exactly. him so this is not adamantium, but this is adamantine, right? Which is we discussed a- a- adamantine. Yeah. Yeah. Adamantine. So we discussed yeah, the right. origins of Marvel's metal, and according to uh, Dungeons and Dragons EN World, they said uh, adamantine, the alloy, weighs about three hundred and seventy-five pounds per cubic foot. So, I mean, he's a short dude. He's about five two, five three, little guy. Man. But still, yeah. <laughs> like that's uh, a good amount for, like, for, uh, for a little uh, dense guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Very I'm not style. name similarity aside. I don't think Adamantine from D and D is going to be an, a one to one like comparison. No, I'm just saying I can't. I couldn't find <laughs> anything else. I'm just saying I couldn't find anything yeah. else close. So. I mean, that's a map of it, at least. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, but um, what I really want to talk about today was uh, I am about halfway through Sandman and holy crap. Um, mm, me I too. Will go out, yeah. I'm five it, episodes in. Oh, yeah. I just hit the sixth episode, which is, I mean, not a spoiler because you probably read 
the the one where Death kind of first appears in the. Oh, I, that's volume. my next one. So I haven't God. watched that one yet, but I have that's read beautiful. it. I've read oh the God. God. It is the sound of her. Episode. The sound of her yeah. wings is the name of the episode. Yes. Was excellent. Oh, sound of her Just wings. Just excellent. Yeah. God. But, so in, but overall, no, they nailed it. Like, yeah. um, I know there's some like some little criticism here and there about how they changed some things, but um, no, they they got the tone of it right. The actors are great. Although I will say that I do have one minor quibble is that Tom Surge. I love his voice. I don't quite know why he does a duck face in like every single scene he does, he but does it works. He does have a duck face, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but I, I but I don't mind it because uh, he's he, like I said, everything is he he nails it. Like he's dream of the endless. Like there is no two ways about it. Yeah, and that's I, one thing I will say is that everyone in there, you just know exactly who they are as soon as you come on. I mean, they're doing kind of a, almost a one to one anyway of the series. For sure, I don't mind. I mean, at but. least for the first five episodes, every episode was one issue of the comic. Pretty much, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, the sixth and episode was too. Well, no, they did go into it, some other stuff in the sixth episode. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I they, mean they like, uh, like there's also like uh, there, for a couple episodes, uh, for a couple issues of the comic, there's also like John D. Like. Yeah. escaping the Dr. asylum Destiny. and making yeah, his right. way to the diner. like and so it's it has been a pretty straight adaptation of each comic each issue in one episode yeah um, and i don't really remember what happens in issues like after death after the death issue i don't remember what happens in issues like seven through ten um but i know that like like Martin Tenbones shows up, that big woolly yes. walrus looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hob, there's the, we get the introduction of Hob Gadling, who is my favorite character in all yes, of Sandman. And, uh, you know, that, that Shakespeare shit. And, uh, oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the back half of the season because then we're, we're getting into, we're, we're, we're past the pre, the premise setup. And now we're getting into the stuff that like really made Sandman for me. Ah. I'm just going to say about the uh, on the topic of Hob Gadling. Speaking of which, you're going to love the next episode then, and I'll leave it at that. It's uh, they they did that story extreme justice, so I will leave it at that. Very nice, um, but not yeah, to no. be confused with Extreme Justice, the '90s toy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had <laughs> oh, I, I, I was hoping that is. I was hoping there's an entire tonal <laughs> shift, <laughs> and we were just going to dive into Listen, extreme. We're gonna get extreme. Extreme. <laughs> the '90s. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will. I will say this, and I texted. Matt this the other day when I was watching some Sandman it's a small thing it's a it's a nitpick and it's not like it doesn't ruin anything for me it does kind of bug me that he is not chalk white yeah I do I wish oh, I see yeah that's true like, I wish dream only, like, was like he's like Robert pale. Smith from the yep. cure pale yeah, like, you know like, like something's he, wrong he with is that very, dude. <laughs> he is very pale but he's too flashy yeah so like, that's what I'm saying Robert Smith from the cure was more pale than dream yeah. and Robert Smith's so, a like, real person and, I and think and the thing is is that like <laughs> in the episode with the rap battle in hell you know what? And I have to have words with Zach Hollowell about that hell episode um, because I think that he was. Confusing. I think he agree. Yeah, I think he was confusing the imagery from seasons of mist um, oh. because I remember I like I just reread that issue. Issue four of Sandman where he goes to hell to get his helm hell to get his helm. Yeah, I looked that up too, and, and it wasn't as hellish as I it's remember. It's not very scary. He yeah. just, he walks through a kind of creepy looking corridor. Yeah. People grab at him. <laughs> they, and then they have, it's, and then it gets less scary because they are in like uh, a metaphorical like jazz, scat jazz club. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Which they don't do in the show. Uh, anyway, um, 
in that episode where uh, Lucifer is like, you know, I'm a virus or I'm anti-life. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and he's on the ground. He's on the ground. His eyes sink into his skull and they're all they're all black. And then his skin does go chalk white. Yes, that's right. And I'm that's like, right. That's exactly how he should look all the time. Yeah, at all times. I don't need him to a blend in on Earth. Looking dude. He can and, be a yeah, weird looking and, guy. And, 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 and like I can also like I understand it's like. I would not ever suggest that they do the same thing to death because it's kind of weird to do mm. that to an actress of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, like let Kirby Howell Baptiste be Kirby, Kirby Howell Baptiste. That's fine. He does great. Um, mm-hmm. But Dream, like he needs to be otherworldly and he's not yeah. otherworldly enough. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like even in the comics, because that appearance is kind of like even when he's walking on the humans. Everyone kind of notices like that that dude. Something is up with that right. dude he's, over there. Whereas he's crazy this, tall. He's, kind of like, he's crazy yeah. pale. He's dressed like a complete lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Yep, but most times, yeah. His, his fashion sense is questionable, but nonetheless. <laughs> but yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, actually, you know, the appearances I think in general, I mean, I think they nailed it outside of that. Um, I did pick, you know, going talking about the rat battle in hell. Um, I think Gwendolyn Christie was a great choice <laughs> for uh, Lucifer Morningstar. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> and, yeah. She is I, I wonderful. Find, yeah, no, she she has the presence. She's extremely tall. It's an imposing. Yeah. So it, it works. Um, I did find that interesting, speaking of the, the rap battle. Um, I think in the comic, it was the Duke, actually, the one that stole the helm or whatever. Had the yeah, Chorazan or whatever. Yeah, he's the one who actually did the the, the rap battle with, uh, with Dream, right? If I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. It was him. No, directly, not. he did. Yeah, yeah I oh, think it was. Okay. I thought, yeah. I, maybe. It was uh, not Lucifer. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember because it seemed it seemed plausible that the whole, like, choose your champion thing was accurate. But Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I like the fact that they involved Lucifer directly. Now, what I mean. It's like these little changes they put to the characters and the situations. That's exactly kind of what I was saying. Like, you know, they, they do some stuff that I think even make, uh, the original interpretation a little better. And that was one of them. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. kind of thought as well. Uh, and I think it's very smart. Uh, uh, like if, if they made that change to make Lucifer more involved in that conflict mm-hmm. in episode four, um, it's very smart to do that, to get her character front and center, considering it's going to be a year minimum before we see seasons yeah. of mist. True. Uh, and also, if you're going to do something like spinoff wise, I would love her in a Lucifer show. Oh, my God. We already have a Lucifer spinoff. No, Joe, it's dead. It's over. Not the Netflix bullshit we got. I want straight up Gwendolyn Pierce running the nightclub. That is what I, I want to tell you, man. It's... <laughs> Man, yeah, I hope so. And man, Desire, uh, what's it, Mason oh, Alexander? I did not get there yet. I did see her appearance. Um, oh, there, there, uh, there. gosh. Yeah, Desire, Desire appears at the very end oh. of the uh, 24-7 episode. Yeah. Oh. Uh, as Dream, and, Dream and Matthew are walking away. She's, and, oh, so icky. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and oh they, they let out uh, this, like, cat, like, I'm watching you, big brother. Yep. And I, uh, there's this deep cackle, and it's just like, Ugh. yeah. yeah that that diner it. episode, though. Let's step back for a second. What did you guys think of that episode? I thought um, they did a they, really, I thought they did about as good a job as they could have. Yeah. I yes. agree. Bring it to um, TV and, without and so, like, um, making it rated X. <laughs> my, um, my friend Randy said something that I think is very 
uh, accurate. I, I think that, uh, like, I agree with you, Matt, that it is uh, it is probably as good of an adaptation as they could have done on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes one of the things that makes the comic issue so much more terrifying is Neil Gaiman's prose. Oh, sure. Sure. And without that narration, you know, yeah. its teeth aren't as sharp. You know what I'm saying? It's wild because yeah, we constantly talk in- about things that you can do in movies and TV that just don't work in comics. There yeah. are things like that. Like, it narration. wouldn't make any sense if all of a sudden Neil Gaiman just started narrating that episode. Talking like Stanley like, and uh, Spider-Man <laughs> and his amazing friends. Meanwhile, back in the diner, the and Sandman's in real trouble, trouble kids. It's you know? hour seven, <laughs> and now I've let the animal take over. It's like, oh, Jesus. no. Oh, oh. Um, but, like, there, it did have that, though, in the comic where yeah. it's like, you yeah. know, it's hour, it's hour seven, and I've decided to let them just be in love. Yeah. And, and then it's just like uh, nothing but, but sex <laughs> <time> for an <laughs> hour. And then hour then number, and then hour number like, eight, yeah. the fat guy yeah. tears another guy's throat out with his teeth. Yeah, it happens. You know, yeah. and it's like, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's lacking a little bit because, um, that very excellent prose is missing. Yeah. Um, but I thought that as far as an episode of television goes, it's really good. It's yep. a very it good great. bottle episode. Yeah. Damon, um, we got to keep trucking here because we got some more people in line. Yep, absolutely. It is good to it's talk to you. Yeah, man. JD. Take it easy out on those streets, Damon. JD, get in here and tell me what the hell you just dropped in the chat. Sandman 24-hour diner fan film? Like, yeah, so, is this safe for work? <laughs> no, <laughs> I doubt it. No. Okay. No. Uh, about five years ago, Longer than that, I think it's 2015. Um, a group of filmmakers actually got Neil Gaiman's written permission to do a fan film of 24 Hour. Okay, and that's rad. It is very, very accurate. Oh, nice. And the reason why I posted it is because it also has the narration. It's on. Oh, it's nice. on YouTube though, so it's not like this isn't like no no bump no. And uglies. It, it, it pushes, but <laughs> there's it no dirty purples push. involved. Is all I'm asking, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. mean, they were. It, they remember, it's pre Vertigo, so like there yeah. were no dirty pu- purples. Not really. Right. Well, sure. Um, yeah. But, but yes. there was violence and and some mm-hmm. gore. It, it's know? it's very it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. I mean, the the the, the effects and everything are you know very you know student film, but it's it's really still moving, and it's also you know, uh, notable because Neil did say, yeah, go for it. I, I think what you've got is great. Cool. How long I'll is drop it, it into the uh, notes with all the, that for the like show. Too, if you guys want to check it 15 out. 15 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, that's not what I want to talk about. Cause I'm only on episode three. Okay. So I just, okay. Did, well, actually I do want to talk about Johanna Constantine because I know last week, Zach and you guys were kind of like, she's not, but I, I'm going to say it right now. Jenna Coleman is my favorite person to ever take on the John Constantine role ever. Right. Okay, look, I'm not <laughs> going to say she maybe didn't do the best job. I don't think anybody has nailed it yet. I, it's where right. I'm at on it. But like, I would close. like to see an ugly John Constantine. Yeah, but she's ugly on the inside. <laughs> I, I agree. And, I, I, and agree. I love the fact that they let her be that. That I mean, I love that with the fact that we're in a day where we can, I don't know, it, it just. I just love the fact that she was a scumbag. You know, she may have looked good, but sure. she was a scumbag and it was great. And she really did only care about herself. And did you watch the um, it was on Hulu, I believe, Pistol. It was the Sex Pistols uh, show. No, I haven't seen that yet. It's excellent. But the kid that plays Johnny Rotten, 
Um, mm. Let me find his name. John Lydon. Anson Boone is his name. Yeah, pardon me. Please. Yeah, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. Anson Boone. I would love to see his Constantine because okay, he cool, was yeah. so disgusting as John Lydon. <laughs> like he was a reptile. And he was oh, yeah. so good. And I John mean, and Lydon was like. what John Constantine was before he became yes, John Constantine. Right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he was Johnny. Yeah, he was a. Yeah. Punk, I mean, yeah. he modeled him after John Lydon and like, and this kid. Yeah nails it it's so good so the other thing i wanted to talk about was um i don't have an answer to the question of the week but i have a no prize for joe's answer okay all right <laughs> all right yeah hit me uh so i mean we've been talking about the krakoa thing for a, a lot lately and why you know people coming back with physical ailments aren't healed and some of them are and my argument for cyclops is that his eye beam like disability is not physical it's not physiological it's mental it's a mental block for him mm-hmm. and i think he installs it himself every time he's rebooted and the, my proof of that is the the whedon cassidy run when um cassandra nova cures him okay and he has complete control of the, over his eye blasts and we had that great moment on the on the on the war planet where he's prisoner right and he's like, I know something you don't know. And then all you see is that giant eye, eye beam go out. And I remember um, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. So and then he says, it'll go away again. You know, the, you've got full control. He says, it'll go away again. And I think my no prize is, is for him. It is a measure of control. He is afraid of his own power without the without the external control. OK, I don't hate that. You know what? I don't hate it's it. His, You're no prize. It's his personal identity. Yep. I, yeah. I, I will totally, I'll totally buy that because the backups, they don't like, they don't tweak the backups. I mean, mm-hmm. they say they don't, um, right. but like, they're not altering personality or memory. They're just saying, okay, well, as of your last recording, right. this is you. Yeah. Um, and if Cyclops, if, if it's Cyclops is, you know, psychosis, it's not psychosis isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? Like if yeah. his, if his neuroses right. is that like fear of having absolute control of his abilities and what he would do or what he could do. I like it. Um, and so he's got that self-imposed block. I will ex- I accept that as canon. Cuz like I mean look yeah. at Havoc. Havoc his brother is in a very similar situation like he's so powerful he's afraid of his power. Right. Like it and scares think, him how powerful that dude and is. I, so And I think Cyclops too has also had so many times where they've almost gotten his power straightened out and then yeah. only to have it go away yeah. again and so that idea of walking around without a visor on just freaks him out. Did he wear the visor? When he had the Phoenix Force, he still wore the visor when he had the Phoenix Force, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. had, I mean, it was part that, of his costume. When he knows visor, yeah, that's right. Because he had the yeah, that's right. He had the bird beak. Like I'll totally buy. It. It's like it, it's like you know having a crutch and then suddenly not needing it and then not mm-hmm. being comfortable being without the crutch. Sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's yeah that to- makes total sense to me, JD. Your no prize. Has been virtually. It's in the mail. Deli- it's in the mail. Virtually delivered. <laughs> I don't have uh, so, no price to send you, but I but I, I bequeath it to you. So the other thing I was ta- I was thinking about listening to Brian's call talking about the the early uh, the early 
image stuff. And I just remember my, my first experience with, uh, being disappointed by late books was wet works. No wet works. Wet works was wet works was the, I would say the latest book ever put out by an image founder. All of the other founders, they had their books out relatively right away. Well, yeah. So it was one of the, and wet works didn't come out for like a year titles in 1992 and it didn't come out until 1994. Now, while you guys were talking, I looked up wet works on Wikipedia and I immediately feel bad for wanting to dunk on its lateness because the reason it was late was because Mm -hmm. Mills Prostachio's sister died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So like, all right. Uh, all right. I'm not going to dunk on it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to, so I'm going to dunk on the rest of the book because I was, I realized that I was, I remember being so excited for that to come out. And then I don't remember anything about the books. So I was looking it up and looking at the powers and the characters. I'm like, what is this? So yeah. apparently they have like symbiote powers. Yeah. So they're they, kind wear, of like, they wear symbiotes and fight werewolves. Yeah people on the team that are werewolves. They're, yeah, there are also two oh, werewolves. Fight vampires. Trust me. So I'm like looking at this. Well, like, they Nexus fight vampires and, and werewolves. They fight creatures gen of the factor. night. Uh, yeah, someone's got a gen factor that protects them from bonding with the symbiote, yeah. the energy projection, and then out of, and then it's like Pilgrim, invisibility, limited time, and dimensional travel, teleportation, suppressed werewolf. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suppressed the werewolf. They're, so they're BPRD with symbiotes, basically, is what they are. <laughs> And, and a little bit of uh, Team X, yeah, because and it made no sense. Seven, and it was terrible. <laughs> and and Will Spertasio, like, Will Spertasio wow. drew it like he was on crack cocaine. It was <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. Panels of like Brandon people Choi. just like ah, that look like they're melting, but they're standing in the cafeteria having a conversation. <laughs> you know, like what is happening? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh wow! I did not realize that uh, Pilgrim appeared in. DC's Legend of Tomorrow. What? Yeah. Pilgrim from Wetworks appeared in DC's yeah. Legends of Tomorrow? This is this not as an assassin. Not like that. It's got to be a different Pilgrim. It's got to be a different Pilgrim. It says the Pilgrim appears in DC's Legend of Tomorrow season one episodes, The Magnificent Eight and Last Refuge, portrayed by Faye Kingsley. What? This version is an assassin of the Time Masters. Okay, so they just named the Okay, that sounds to me Yeah. like they used the name basically. Well, but I mean if the wiki if and the somebody on the wiki, wiki was like, Yeah, that's that, that a, that's supposed to be a version of that character. Well, this is um, Wikipedia, not not yeah, DC Wiki. Who knows? Who knows? This it, is this is can be edited by yeah. anyone. But uh yeah, so I was just I just remembered that book. And I remember trying to be fond of that book. I don't know. Um, so I want to leave you guys with a question real quick. Um, so I know we're all dunking on DC's cinematic universe, but um, Marvel's comic universe, is anything exciting happening? Marvel's comic universe? Uh, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, we were just talking about it in the chat right now with John Tverdick, but both Captain America books are fan friggin they're good yeah super super good issue zero just hit the lake house so they're not both yet so i've got something to look forward to um and honestly the whole avengers x-men uh eternals thing so far is a riot it's been a blast like i just i just read the um x-men red number five and i'm not gonna tell you what happens but things are not good on Mars. <laughs> so really do I have to? Bad. Do I need to read? Do I need to read Gillen's Eternals series to, to no, understand? No, not, not at all. Not really? No, no. God. And you don't uh, need that, to read the the Axe special either. I mean, I mean, okay. uh, look, I. 
Yeah, I actually, I will, I'll, I will pump the brakes on that and and say that if anything, if you're gonna be reading on the lake house anyway, you might as well read the um, Eve of Judgment special, which we did not review very kindly. Right, but it is a good primer if it'll, you haven't yeah. read any Eternals books. It'll let you know what's going on. I just didn't. Neither of us loved that last little Eternals series, so revisiting it right. was not a lot of fun. You know, it's like going back uh, but, to the hospital room where you know somebody you love died. But <laughs> like, I mean, why am I here again? You, you know? <laughs> but if you if you're going to be reading it and you haven't read Eternals, it's not a bad thing to it just help like, it make sense. Read real fast. Okay, but the main axe event. Um, like one and two have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. They were so good. And the two tie-ins, um, the Immortal X-Men and X-Men Red tie-in were both Immortal fantastic Immortal X-Men too. was really good. Uh, yeah, X-Men Red. <laughs> X-Men Red was... Blah. I don't know what happened uh, on that last page, quite honestly. And I don't want to discuss it yet because it's still relatively new. No, no, but no. I don't know um, what happened. But I, I just want to say, like, yeah, I think there was kind of a soft relaunch of the X-Books following Inferno. Yeah, yeah, and so got, like Marauders uh, got a new number one. Yeah, and Marauders uh, number one where they're up against the Shiar. And then now. we got X Men yeah. Red. X Men Red replaced something. Um, uh, uh, Knights of X. Knights of X. Yeah, Excalibur became Knights of X, which I I haven't been reading. Um, Le- uh, Way of X is now Legion of Legion X, and it's ongoing. So um, yeah, it's very good. But, uh, but the X books in general. It. Are very good. The X Men book, the X Men like superhero book, it's just self titled mm-hmm. X Men. It's yeah. phenomenal. Jerry Duggan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, and, I'm current on all those. I just think right now the Lake House is in this kind of like outside of the X. Sure. Kind of a lull. My, sure. It's it's the post uh, Devil's Reign lull. Yeah. Like, you're you're about to get into ended. a bunch of really good stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, like, like okay, the new cool. Daredevil came out. You know, yeah. the new Daredevil came out. The new Cat books came out. Yeah. Um, and like that Captain America Zero, Matt and I raved it was about outstanding. Captain America Zero. It was outstanding. Yeah, that was really and, good. And f- like it, like I am stunned that both individual books are also excellent because yeah. I yeah. was prepared for one to be less good than the other. And I love them both. They're both really good. And they're leaning into that sort of silly 80s captain america or like he's right. fighting the spies he's fighting the ridiculous terrorists you know like it's very Englehart cap but yeah. updated and do, very good and, and do we get any indication of how sam came back to being captain america and got a new shield or is that a plot yeah. point or do no they let him no, know no 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 yeah they, they're, they're, cap has a t- steve has a talk with him it's like yeah we need you we need, oh, cool. but I mean, that's in Captain America. Like that would have been in Captain America Zero. Like there, yeah, there is no, there is no big like. This is why Sam is not the Falcon anymore. Like that moment, that that moment, we have not seen that moment. Okay, yeah. Um, Didn't we have a like, moment it, where it, Steve it, went to him was like, "Yeah, we need two of us." We no, both need they to be just there. They, they were just all like in Captain America Zero. They were just both Captain America right from the jump. No, I know that. Yeah, I thought like, something happened no, before that. Even is what I thought. I don't. Well, I don't know because I didn't read Captain America before that. So yeah, I something happened where Steve came to him because Sam was like, "I don't know why I'm." doing this you know like you're here and whatever and he's like no you don't get to quit we need two yeah. of us the threats are bigger the world is bigger uh, you know what maybe that was in um uh the united states of captain america oh yeah that that miniseries Which i did not the- i did not finish that could uh, be. unfortunately I'm gonna, I'm but gonna, i did gonna, really like the first few issues there it was um, fun um, I'm going to put the United States of, Cap, uh, of Captain America on the top of the Lake House read list. Yeah. Because um, yes, because I really I really liked what I read of, the, of, of that at the beginning. And it may have been in that where Steve was like, 
Sam, like, don't even don't even sweat it. Like, you're Captain America just yeah. as much as I am. Let's let's get to it. JD, we got a few more peeps that want to get in here, so we got to keep rolling here. From. I don't know where the new shield came from. Yeah, I don't know Wakanda. I can't tell you uh, that. You know? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, probably it's probably exactly what that video said. Yeah. <laughs> <JD>. <laughs> yeah. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, later, brother. You're Regarding cat. though the pilgrim. It's not just that they took the name there. They just called a character, the pilgrim. They're like, no, this character from legends of tomorrow, Martiza Blackbird is the pilgrim in Wildstorm. Yeah. Um, Cause she was native American background, I believe. Oh, so there's what it says. Uh, While you look that up, I'm going to introduce David Robbins. David, how are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing doing uh, real she, well. She, she, exhibits, uh, she exhibits a similar set of powers to her show counterpart, such as time travel and vulnerability, superhuman strength and reflexes. Both versions have an extremely different, uh, have extremely different backgrounds. The show's version doesn't have a real name. Therefore, the villainous of the show could be considered a loose variation of the comic character. Dumb. So it's just like X-Men 3 where they just started throwing Morlock names with characters that would have so yeah, nothing to do with this one's <laughs> This one's Callisto. Yeah, like whatever. David, what do you want to wrap about today? Uh, well, first of all, I've got an answer to the question of the week. Hit um, us. Okay, so I know it would end all storytelling in the entire title. But after, you know, 40, 50 years, why Bruce Wayne hasn't significantly updated and upgraded the security at Arkham Asylum? <laughs> Absolutely beyond me. Yeah. Or like the city didn't just level it and say, oh, right. Bad yeah. idea. OK. Yeah. Send them all to Argus. Get <laughs> yep. them out of the city. Screw like, it. Put them under maximum security. Get them out of here. Yeah. Or Arkham when is going to live in space in geosynchronous orbit above the city <laughs> like where we don't Something. have to worry about anyone escaping, you know? <laughs> Something like we, I understand it would end all storytelling in, in all Batman books, but like there are far too many breakouts of that facility yeah. that why yeah. like taxpayers haven't said it, shut it down. It doesn't do anything. And they all come <laughs> back. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and greetings from returning from both fan expo Chicago and Gen Con over the past month. Oh, nice. All right. um, so though those were good. Gen Con seems to be pretty close to returning to its its former uh, pre-COVID glory. Uh, although many people have tweeted that they've come down with COVID post Gen Con, Ooh. which was to be expected. Yeah, um, yeah. part of the deal. I, all of our group, all of our group, seems to have successfully dodged that, which is good. Good, good. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks. Uh, so uh, the other thing I want to talk about. So I have never read Sandman. Okay. Okay. Like I've never read it, and. On the way home on Sunday, we were uh, my my ride companion and I list, started listening to the Audible audio drama for the first volume of Sam. It's Santa. great. It's great. Yeah. It's excellent. So I'm now I'm not done with that, and I'm watching the show, and I'm up to like uh, episode nine is what I'm about to jump in on. Okay, um, and. It's interesting to hear the differences or see the differences between what's in the audio drama versus what's on the show. Uh, I haven't really bumped into anything that I don't really like, or I don't understand why they have changed. Like, I think the changes have been good changes really. Um, my, my comment is you're absolutely right about uh, the narration and the prose in 24 seven because Gaiman is doing all the narration in that episode, yeah. in the entire drama. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're hearing him like explain all of this. 
And having that context, listening to that before watching that episode, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on there. And I don't know if I would necessarily have gotten it out of just watching it, not having listened to that or for other people have read it. Right. Um, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there, there is that. I overall like everything that I've seen in the show. Um, I think all the characterizations so far have been great. And every time somebody pops up, I'm like, Hey, it's Stephen Fry. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. That person, that person. yeah, yeah it's, like, it's a parade of BBC actors that you love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, oh, the first episode. I'm like, Oh, Hey, look, it's, it's that guy. It's it, like, it's the, the evil, uh, it's Sardo Numsi. Numsi. It's, it's Tywin Lannister. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Somebody called it. Charles dance. Somebody called it the British that guy show. Right. <laughs> uh, Charles dance, uh, as Roderick Burgess is as perfect casting as you can get. Right. Um, there's nobody or else. David Thulis is John D. David Thulis um, is John D. Yeah. That guy is, that guy is born creepy. Yeah. Uh, Charles Dance also got cast as Lord Veninari in several of the Discworld movies, Terry Pratchett's Discworld, and uh, it's he's the best. He's the best. And Lord Veninari in Discworld is essentially Tywin Lannister, but with way less like incestual family members. Okay, way fewer know. incestual family members. All right, <laughs> um, so, David, sorry, going go off of that. Going off of that, a couple other just comments on what we've been talking about, you know, for like the last hour. Um, the if Superman was vibrating when he was like helping a kid get the cat out of the tree, he would look like the CW's uh, Reverse Flash. Yeah, because yeah. every time they show mm-hmm. him, Reverse Flash is terrifying. Yeah, his mouth yeah. is yeah. like melted, and he's like, "I'm coming yeah. for you, Flash." <laughs> yeah, it's it's creepy and great. Um, I like the the whole stuff with them shelving slash canceling slash disappearing projects. Those companies are about money. If if, if the bottom line is if this thing disappears, we will not lose more and we're not going to make any anyway in either direction. But if we don't lose any more, that's the way we're going to go. Yeah. Is what it's going to come down to. Um, They will probably like was said absolutely release it as a special feature on some thing or some later edition. Remember everybody was clamoring for the despecialized versions of star Wars. Yeah. And they weren't being released. They weren't being released. They weren't being released. And then they got released as special features on special edition DVDs. Okay. The only reason that I would argue against that, and this is just devil's advocate here, right? Devil's avocado. Um, yeah. The, those Star Wars movies are still it's, good it's, movies. It's Diablo's avocado. Those are still Star Wars it. movies are good movies, right? If this Batgirl movie is an embarrassment, if it is garbage and they feel it would do a disservice to the character or the Bat mythos by releasing it, I could see them saying no. This Matt, never sees a light uh, of day. Matt, 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 have you not been around for the last 10 years of DC release <laughs> properties? <laughs> That's true. I, okay. And now again, I hope we're course correcting. That's what I, I hope is happening like, I, here. I, I'd like, and they're I'd saying like, no more of this crap. Go gets out. I, no, <laughs> I would like. To, I would. I would like to know. Like, they're not gonna. They're not gonna come out and say it. Like, we're never gonna know for sure. Like, no one's gonna come out and say not for many, many, many years. Sure. Will anybody actually come out and say it, the reason why we didn't release Batgirl is because we thought Batgirl was bad? What we're instead the story we're getting is 
you know, it's it's not in line with our vision for uh, theatrical releases. Right. It's not to the quality um, and level. Like, of, we're yeah. not in the business of making directed DVD quality movies. Right. Um, and they were and like, long live the theater. And everyone went, theater. <laughs> like, right, OK. Yeah. It's just like, OK, fine. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, we get like the Sopranos movie uh, straight to stream. Like you can make straight to streaming movies that don't look like garbage. The Sopranos movie if went to theaters that- and bombed. It, it was released, but both. you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and like it was there terrible. Are all, there are all kind there are all kinds of directed yeah. streaming movies made by lesser companies or less powerful companies than HBO. Sure, sure, sure. Um, guys, guys, you're also forgetting the fact that Morbius was released to theaters twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters. It's trash. Well, that's that's because, because, now that's Sony, uh, baby. That's a whole I different. Sony. I know like, it's Sony. Sony is like a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> you know, that's like, you, you live by the morb, you die by the right. Morb, like Warner okay? Brothers is confused. That. I think Sony basically has an AI that is controlling things, and they're like they have a supreme intelligence that's in like a big green vat with bubbles sure, and yeah. stuff. And they're like the supreme intelligence is like here is the Morbius script. It is programmed to be perfect. You know, and everyone's like. Got it. The humans are going to love this. Put it out. Look at, yay! If they they spend uh, like a little bit of money to finish Batgirl and release it, how much more would they recoup of, even if it's bad, how much would they recoup if it's released and they get some tickets sold versus sticking it in a drawer and never doing anything else with it? I well, I think that right now they <sighs> technically can't release it anymore yeah. because it's been canceled officially. Right. Sure. And which means they would. I don't be think like, they recoup it, ninety mil. I. It would. It would be. It was. It's not a matter of like recouping ninety mil. It's like recouping any mil. Right. It's, yeah. Like instead of flushing ninety mil. Yeah. Um, but I think that like they if they were to try to release it, if they were to try to release it now as its own thing, like it would be. They'd have to re. Tax pe- they'd have to go tax back to penalties out the wazoo. Yeah, and they'd have to go back to and renegotiate contracts with actors, and I'm sure yeah. it was settled. And but like, I think that I think you know. that they could like if it's done if it's finished filming and all it needs is post production, like sure, do it and release it as a. I'm saying we, a special feature. I'm saying we never see it, and nobody buys DVDs anymore, so they wouldn't make any money there. DVD sales I are do. not a thing. Lots of people buy physical media. I do. Still. Lots of people still media. buy physical. I'm media. not saying lots of people don't, but the numbers are in the toilet. They're not making money off it. Where do you go to buy a DVD other than Amazon anymore? You know, I mean, like, there's people that buy them, but it's not like it used Best to be. Buy, Target, I mean, Best Buy still exists. I'm not saying it doesn't. DVD sales are not what they used to be. We all okay, know that's it. Fine. <laughs> I know that. Like, I'm not saying like there's still like Suncoast videos kicking around. Sure. I'm saying that like it's there's still a there's still a sizable audience. Maybe Redbox could make some money on it. Who knows? Small <laughs> though it may be, there's still a sizable audience for physical sure. media sales, and it doesn't have to be a spe- it doesn't have to be a special feature literally on the DVD. They could just be like, "Hey, look, we put out Bat- the Batman two, and guess what's coming along with it?" No as way. A, no way. A sh- yes, as, as a special feature, they have special features on the streaming. They, there's no way that director Matt Reeves can say, "Yeah, put that stinker on my DVD." I love it. I'm just using it as a for example. <laughs> we stop arguing about. I'm saying we never semantics see it. with me. I would bet we I, never see it. I would. I would say I think that I'm with David. I think that if they think that there's a chance that they can recoup some of the money they've already spent. They would be foolish not to do it. You've already got a tax um, write-off on it, though. I mean, they took 
they've already done the legal stuff to get rid of it and they made sure. some money back on but, that. But so. um, the uh, the argument that it's going to be somehow an embarrassment or damage the Batman brand is ludicrous considering some of the shit that they've already done. Well, sure. It's like... Totally. And like, no, but no suit thinks like that, right? Because they all think like, oh yeah, Man of Steel, BV, BVS, uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, these are all massive successes. They these are don't all great. think that. Warner Huge. Brothers does not think that and says but, it. You know what, but like <laughs> they don't, but but they don't like they're not going to they're not going to come out and go. We've made some stinkers, guys. Well, sure. No one's going to come out and do this and say that. All right. We got to keep um, moving. So we got two more need to get in. David, one, one minor little comment. Hit me. Um, Joe, you watched the uh, CW Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? I did. OK. So when Tom Ellis uh, comes out of the bar and sees that John Constantine, uh, John, John Constantine, and he says, oh, John Constantine is Constantine. Is it after listening to the audio dramas and, and, and watching the show where it's pronounced Constantine? Yeah, that is now way funnier. Yeah, well, that's this Constantine is from America, all right? So put uh, that in your pipe a, and smoke I, it. I think it's, <laughs> I, it, it must have been in, it's either in Hellblazer or, or Swamp Thing. Joe, keep going. Uh, David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute you so we got to keep moving. <laughs> but yes, David, that is that is very funny that when they did that. But um, making the rounds these days, uh, especially since Sandman came out, is this panel from something Alan Moore wrote uh, where... Uh, this guy says, oh, I know you, you're John Constantine. And it's spelled phonetically T E E N. Yeah. And, and John Constant and John goes, it's Constantine, you wanker, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, it's like, yeah, come on. The only people, and I, I will take this to the grave. The only people that get worked up about the pronunciation of Constantine versus Constantine are college bros that discovered Hellblazer in college. Like pretentious, pretentious nerd bros sure. discovered Hellblazer. Okay, in we got to keep like, moving, Joe, because I got to wrap this up. So, Michael Zavier, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm good. I know it's Frankenstein and not Frankenstein. Exactly. That's right. Yes. Me, <laughs> yes. Uh, when's the when's the man? When's the last time you went to Walmart, bro? I don't go to Walmart, honestly. There's probably 15 rows of DVDs. Yeah, how much they cost? Main Five bucks? You walk in. <laughs> no, they're full-price DVDs. <laughs> yeah, full-price DVDs. They're the $5 ones up front. But if you go in the back, sure. back where they have all the TVs and stuff, there's just all – people still – there are people who are anti-streaming because they believe that people are getting into their house and spying on them. Oh, sure. And I know the people, and they still buy <laughs> – <laughs> they still buy DVDs, uh, so that's probably my, why. My mom, my mom buys a DVD release of a new movie, like a newly released DVD movie, every time she goes to the store. Well, I just dropped an article for, from CNBC that measures the death of the DVD and why sales drop more than you keep arguing. Like, we're not saying that DVD sales are not down, Matt. <laughs> Nobody is saying that DVD sales aren't down. Our argument is that there is an audience for DVDs. I totally agree. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about stuff. Come on. Yeah, I was answering the question about where they still sell them when you said because they still sell them at Walmart. Uh, but so first of all, JD stole my damn answer about um, Patrick Joe Patrick's thing about Cyclops is that it's a mental block. Wow, I remember when I, I like first it. started reading the comic, which was 1979. Um, you know, he was still having dreams and these things where he would night terrors where he was he couldn't control it and stuff. And I, it's all he's always been. I think Matt, you'll get this because you followed enough of Nebraska football. But Cyclops has always been kind of a slow blinker. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not, the, <laughs> he's not the, the most reactionary, smart dude out there. And so I think that part of it is, and I know you can't make fun of mental illness, but I think part of it is an illness that he has where he really just can't process the damage he could do 
if he got out of control again. And so he's yeah. just blocking. You and know, and this is Cyclops. He's a damaged yeah, no, dude. I'll buy he's that. always totally been, buy that. you know, like he's always been damaged. Yeah. Uh, Bray was awesome. Love it. I am unlike Matt, Bob, uh, who, is a, so good. who is an enemy of joy. I watched all the Predator movies. I've seen every one of them. I've, I've even seen, seen them all too. Predator versus Alien Requiem. I've seen them all. I've seen them all too. I, love I think they're great. I don't. I don't know why. They, you know, they what they are. What they are. Are they great? Are they, are they great, great? Michael. I mean, are they fun? The first one, the first one is incredible. It's still, <laughs> yeah. by the way, still holds up. Yeah. The it's, first one is completely misogynistic. But if you turn that part it, off, it's, it's still really good. It's fantastic. Second this, best Arnold Schwarzenegger ma- film, right there. If you Second remove best this one. major, if you remove this major component of the movie I know, it totally holds I know, up. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then uh, if you if you go back to like when two came out and what we were dealing with and everything in this country, especially like in New York, Chicago, big cities. Yeah. Rodney King, I baby. That actually holds up too. It's so I like some of the stuff they tried to do in the second one. Yeah. It's not a good movie. And Danny Glover, like yeah. fighting the predator is the slowest thing you've ever seen in your life. I wish they could re, I wish they could re, re go back. I want to go back and make it Arnold Schwarzenegger's friend from the military who is out, who's now a cop in sure. a big city. Sure. He comes back. He's like seeing a therapist because he needs to, cause he's completely overwhelmed by what happened. Totally. And then the predator finds them both again and they both fight him. That would, that, that'd have been a great movie. Okay. So we done. just did oh, a cop. Dylan, we are just you talking a, about Carl Weathers? Because he dies. No, no, no not, I'm not saying, Carl Weathers. One of the other I'm guys. I'm saying Dutch comes back. No, and no, he, Dutch, he, Dutch comes yeah, back. Yeah, Dutch comes back and he hooks up with Danny Glover, a guy who was in uh, the military. That with. was supposed to be. Are you reading our minds? That was supposed to be the plot of the very first Predator comic. Yeah, that was the Dark Horse. We just talked about it. The first Predator comic was supposed to be. Yeah, we reviewed it this week. It. Yeah, this week. It was supposed yeah. to be Dutch. Yeah. And for some reason, they changed it to Dutch's Dutch's brother, the cop, who looks yeah, just like not. Dutch. Dutch <laughs> who looks just like brother. Dutch. Yeah, yeah. I think they could have done it. Somewhere. And then I think like, and the one with the hard New Yorker. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they hey, by the way, New York's it, a melting pot. Joe. That, when you were saying that on the main show, I'm going to tell you, seventy percent of people in New York have an accent that's not a New York accent. That's what I'm saying. So, New York is a melting I, pot. I, I get, yeah. I, I just perfect. like I just don't buy that this guy yeah. is this the you know this like stereotypical 80s New York cop and also my brother is an Austrian special agent. <laughs> yeah. And also I am freakishly ripped and was Mr. Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The only really I think the only really bad one was the last one they made. The one that had like the oh, yeah, advanced uh, predator, the job predator. predator. Oh god. Yeah, and that was, Shane that Black. Bad. Shane Black wrote that thing. I know. It, I, I was so bad. excited. I was like, this is gonna be great. And it like got into this Frankenstein stuff and like giant predators and like what are we doing? And it's like, oh. And Ster- like and Sterling K. Brown, Sterling K. Brown, who yeah. is like one of the most celebrated uh, American actors, American actors of the mm-hmm. current age, yeah. star of This Is Us, mm-hmm. is in that movie, and he is a steaming pile of shit. Yes, yes. it's awful. He is yeah, so yeah. bad in that movie, yeah. and it's, it's also it's, it's also got movie. it's also got. Um, is it Charlie Hunnam or is it the guy that plays the Corinthian in this? I don't think it was Predator. Charlie Hunnam. Boyd, is it Boyd Holbrook? It's it's generic white guy, Sons of Anarchy looking dude. Maybe it's maybe it's the Corinthian. Maybe it's Boyd Holbrook in the Predator. I don't know. It was horrible. That was that's the only one I can truly say. Yeah, was. No, it was bad. Boyd Holbrook. It was, really, it's really, it was Boyd Holbrook. Oh, that's a shame. I, yeah. Uh, 
I like the one with the planet where they bring the criminals. They, that one was fun. The yeah, Adrian Brody one. Man. The only problem with that was you cast Adrian Brody. And he talks like this the entire time. <laughs> you know, I, I think if Brody, what are you I think doing? <laughs> if if it had been if it had been like five years later, yeah. they would have reversed the Idris, uh, the uh, Mahershala Ali and Adrian Brody parts. And we would have had Mahershala, uh, Mahershala Ali. Yes. As yeah. the badass. It would have been fine. Yeah. You know, this like, was yeah. like the only thing anybody knew Mahershala Ali from at the time was The Wire, and he's like the nerdy dude, right? The and, nerdy accountant guy. And Brody's yeah. your badass, like a soaking wet, 135 pounds. Right. <laughs> you know? Let me tell you something. I don't, and I'm not defending Adrian. Adrian Brody's been in a couple movies where he he's one of those guys that when you came up on, like kind of like Blonsky is, you come up on that guy and you know he's probably killed multiple people, but he doesn't look like it in terms of his body, right? But he's, yeah, but he's got that, that guy's eyes. That guy's got some evil in his eyes. Yeah, he's, he's that, a creepy dude. He's got that uh, don't turn your back on him yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. He's a super yeah, creepy yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I did really like him I as Pat Riley, well. though. He was an amazing Pat Riley in that, that Lakers. Was so funny. Oh, he was my so good as Pat God. Riley. Oh, uh, <laughs> winning time. Winning time. <laughs> Let me ask you guys about Sandman real quick. Um, because I, too, listened to, uh, you know, we make those long drives in New Orleans. Right. And I did listen to one of the, the books on tape or the, the drama thing that they did. Um, and it was really good. But in terms of the, what have you heard about TV wise for kids? Is it, is it age appropriate? What is, what is it like? One, I, don't, man, I don't think kids are going to be like, depending on the age level, I don't think see kids being, it's slow. It's, I don't know how interesting it would be. Okay. I don't there's think there's no, anything. Uh, so the, the thing about Sandman is that it moves very methodically. Right. Yeah. It, and also it is very literary, like very like, let us address the, let us consult the fates, brother. But to what you're you saying, know, is there sex? Like, yes. Do they show full on nudity? Not so much, but it, um, okay. it's I don't know if it's appropriate. It's, it's very like horrifically violent in yeah. parts, uh, yeah, but would, it's also yeah. like all very like fantasy violent. Yeah. You know? yeah I have a 13 year old that really loves that stuff. So I think that's sure. That's I think probably it might be all right. Yeah. I, um, I, I like my, my, my um my answer would be not so much uh, that I think it's age inappropriate for a thirteen year old. Yeah. Is will a thirteen year old um appreciate it? Like okay. will they enjoy it? Because it's not like um it's not the most exciting thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's methodical. This thirteen year old is taking a, a UNO algebra class and he's in eighth grade. Put it in front of him. Put it in front of him. Yeah. Joe, you already used your one F-bomb. Okay. Sorry. You get two. PG-13, you get two. No. You get zero is the number here. All right. Michael, we got to keep moving. I got to get out of here. I appreciate it, man. Bye, buddy. Love you. Jimbo, get in here and close us out. I got to get moving because I got to meet some peeps for lunch. So what do you got? Uh, You're the celebrity, Matt. They have lunch when you get there. It's not how it works because I have this wife that doesn't think I'm a celebrity. So... All right, uh, question of the week. Uh, definitely in Assassination Classroom, uh, 75% of the moon is destroyed. Back up. Assassination Classroom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like they it, picked two names at random. <laughs> the, premise, the, the premise is this giant tentacle-looking creature is teaching these kids to assassinate him. Okay. they have one year to do it. And if they don't, he'll blow up the earth. Okay. And to show how serious he was, he blew up 75% of the moon. Okay. And, but there's no, like, the, I, it's, nothing happens to the earth, though. 75% of the moon is missing. It would have dire consequences on the earth, like debris or anything, nothing like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, if the moon, yeah, yeah. if something happens to yeah. our moon, we're in real trouble. Yeah, like the tides yeah, change, so, yeah. climate yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, nothing happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's actually really good. It's only about 200 chapters. It's 
actually, ex- I would call it exceptional. It's only about 200 chapters, guys. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> we'll, we'll move forward. Uh, let's see. You guys talk about Prey. Uh, the only thing I had to add was I had never seen anything after ADP. I didn't see any of the Predator films because ADP was so bad. Yeah, it was garbage. So I actually, so I actually watched Predators, and all I would say is you had Boyd Crowder, the new Morpheus. Yeah. New Blade, rather. All and Machete all led the pianoist. And I yeah. was like, what is this cast? That movie was not bad. <laughs> yeah. That movie was not uh, bad at it's all. Interesting, yeah. The fir- uh the first half is not good. It ends strong. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, and anyway. Uh, and Ali, I, I will say uh, before we move on from Prey, because I have something very specific that I would like Jim to address. And he knows what it is. I did not watch Predator all the way through for the first time until I was an adult. So I did not have, I don't have the same nostalgia for it. And I would without hesitation put prey as number one predator. Number one is not a better movie than prey. You're wrong with nostalgia out of the picture. You're it wrong. is not a better movie than prey. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're wrong, but yeah, it's fine. Wrong. I'm not wrong. They're both very good. They're you're both not very answering good. the question. You're not being fair to the spirit of the question. I'm saying if you remove the way you feel about the predator, I still think you're wrong. I still think that I, first it's a John no. McTiernan film. John McTiernan made some of the best action films yes. of that age. John, that of movie that, is also age. gorgeous. It's perfectly shot. The Alan Silvestri soundtrack is I, amazing. I'm not one saying of the, that the Predator, best soundtracks ever that, written. <laughs> I am not saying that Predator is not a fun movie. I'm saying Predator is a movie that trades on our nostalgia for Predator, and it is a movie that is 99 percent. Macho bullshit. That's what the that's what the military was back in the day, Joe. Okay, the men are afraid of the predator. That's right. the point of but, it. Was, was Platoon but, 99% macho bullshit too? That won an Oscar. Yes, I mean, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Prey is a better movie. That's, that's your opinion. Movie. I disagree. I, I All right. All right, that's so fine. Then, and then we're Jim, end on I want you to talk about Bleach. Yes, yes. Okay, so streaming <laughs> rights have come out. Like Disney has bought the streaming rights for Bleach. The fandom is up in roar. Why is this important? You're like, hey, Disney, that's a big audience. That could be up. The, the issue is that Crunchyroll, the leading other streamer, right. they do simulcast. So within an hour it, of Japan airing, I can watch it and it'll be subtitled. Oh, I see. And so, and so the problem they have is that Disney. Has, has done a few anime before and they have not done that. They just dump it out all when it's ready. Right. And, and so and so, what's going to happen is that the fear is that, well, if that doesn't happen, if there's no simulcast in the first, I'll, I'll give them two days. And guess what I'm going? I'm going pirating, man. Yeah. Going pirating. Yeah. And that's what the fan base are willing to do. No, so, and, but, that's uh, what the fan base did for years until Crunchyroll okay. made it easy. All they had, yes, somebody just exactly. had to make it easy and we right. won't steal this stuff. You know, exactly. otherwise make it, make it difficult, hide it, put it on your thing where it's only there. And when I have to wait for something, guess what? I'm stealing it. Yeah. It's that's the concern. But the concern is not what the fans are like, what all the silly fans are saying about how oh. they're worried that they're going to turn what's his name into a Disney princess. Oh and yeah. It's just, kind of a, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a meme. I guess right, but they came out. They came out and said, "No, Bleach is not going to be censored. It's just that Disney's got the Disney bought Star Wars and was like, oh, great! Now we're going to find out Darth Vader was Mickey Mouse. You're an idiot. Shut up. (laughs) Different. Like toning down, toning down the content is yeah. Like I can understand why somebody might be concerned. But right. I don't think that you like. I don't I think, don't think that you are. Do that. No, you Deadpool not, is like, streaming on Disney right now. Right, like right now you can turn on Deadpool uh, t- 
two and see Deadpool's baby dick and balls on Disney Plus. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so and, we're, and, we're not concerned about that. We're just concerned like right, right. in jail. No, because yeah. The anime they do, they, just, they don't. First off, they need to release it week to week because if they don't, if they they save it, which is the fear, that's the quote unquote Disney jail. So they done for their other big anime called Summertime Rendering, which is extremely graphic. So I'm not concerned about censoring. But yeah. if, you, if you save it and you dump it, well after the fact that it's out in the open, people do not care, and you can't even say you VPN it and you do Disney. You know when it releases, like for summertime rendering, but it won't, but it wasn't subtitled, so they need to do. If they don't get this right, I think they're wasting their money because they outbid everybody. Because they because Bleach is you have Chainsaw Man, you have new My Hero coming out in the fall. Bleach is the biggest one because it has a huge built-in fan base. We haven't got an anime in ten years, and we haven't had anything from them in six years when the manga ended. So people want this really bad. Sure. And it's a very good arc it is the final arc it is extremely war heavy a lot of big deaths a lot of oh my god moments and it is really good and if they don't get this right it's a waste of their money i think disney has learned disney has seen the success of what marvel has done and by letting marvel be marvel that Mm -hmm. i find it hard to believe that they're gonna be like well let's switch gears and tone this down and make it all nice and and fundamentally change something that is already as popular as it is because bleach quite honestly outsells any of these Marvel titles, probably all of them put together, or, you know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Bleach, Bleach, <laughs> just, crossed, Bleach just crossed 160 million sales. Right. Which, I mean, so, so they, yeah. they would be out of their mind at this point to say, screw you, fans that we don't have watching this kind of content right. on Disney, we're going to Disney-fy it and ruin it. They want those people. They want right. all these manga nerds. Yeah. Like, you know? They're not going to buy the rights to something like Bleach and then muck with what works. They well, know right. what they're right. doing. They know what they're doing. The they know what they bought. The concern is that they, there's no censoring. I'm not concerned about the, right. the concern is, will I get it within a reasonable time frame? If right. they hold it sure. and they wait more than a few days, I'm going other places. And guess what? It's going to be pretty easy because everyone's going to be the exact same way I am. Yeah, so that's, that's my concern. But if they get that right, then maybe they can... Get more stuff because look, good competition. Crunchyroll is like really the only other one out there. Yeah. And so I, I want competition for it. I, I sure more streaming services, but it makes everything better. No, know? agree, agreed. It makes everybody do a better job. And I'm, I'm for for your sake, for Bleach fans' sake, I'm hoping for so, the best. But I'm not worried. I think Disney has learned. Right. They know what they're doing. They know okay. what they're doing, and they know if they want this, we've got to do it right. Well, fall up in, uh, in October, and they'll be like, "Well, I'm a player now." We're, we're good. Like, oh, oh Fair enough. All right, good to talk All to right, you, Jimbo. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, kids, it is voicemail time in the Ziggurat. Hey, boys, it's Jonald. Uh, um, I'm just calling in because I uh, last <laughs> night stayed up a little late and I watched uh, that new Day Shift. Um, movie that oh yeah i want to watch that uh, with jamie fox and um the superior of the francos and i have to tell you i was not expecting anything and i had a really good time with that movie uh i thought it was going to be another bright situation and uh, it, it definitely it definitely hit a tone that i wanted bright to hit where it was like really just fun and kind of whimsical you know there's obviously like dark moments in it but i had such a good time with that um, and speaking of new Superior Franco, um, if you guys have never watched it, anyone out there, 
there's an anthology series on Netflix called Easy that he's in. It's so um, good. And, it's so good. Uh, I've Easy watched is it. Fantastic. I think it's like three seasons, has a ton of people in it that you'll recognize. Uh, awesome. 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 Um, in the comics land, I've been reading uh, the Tick original series. Uh, I think yes. Joe or, or, or one of the callers brought it up like a month or two ago about um, how much they like enjoyed rereading through that original series. And it had been about 20 years since I actually uh, read it. So um grabbed it off my buddy's shelf and reread through that. And that thing is banging. Uh, still, still fantastic. Also been reading a lot of uh, Bad Idea comics that I picked up in Omaha and, and a couple other places in my travel. How did you, how did you find uh, them? Just absolutely fantastic. So uh, other than that, I've just been spending a lot of money um, buying solo RPG games, uh, like tabletop games or like uh, book games where you can just play by yourself. Uh, haven't really dived into them, but I've uh, been stocking my shelf full of them. So, you know, when those cold, long Iowa winter nights hit, um, I'll have something to do. So, anyways, hope you all are doing great, including uh, everyone that's listening to this. Talk to you later. Bye. John, I'm happy to hear that you will not be eating your neighbors during those cold, long Iowa nights and uh, that you've got some <laughs> games to play. You know what? You know what I love about John is that he'll call just to call. Yeah. And I appreciate that about him. I'm into it. And he's a great guy. And John plays a lot of games. He was in town the other day. And uh, we had Bromacon, and we played some tabletop games, and it was a really good time. It was fun. Oh, great. I'm glad I got that invite. Yeah. It's not like I'm in the Sorry, Bromacon. Buddy. It's not like I'm in the Bromacon Discord channel no. or chain or anything. Sorry, bro. A couple more years. Mm. Maybe you'll get invited. You know how it goes. Like I'm in the group, man. <laughs> um, Let's talk about our answers to the question of the week. Well, um, I already gave my answer is my answer still. Yeah. It's, it's I cannot for the life of me figure out why Cyclops would allow himself to be resurrected without But somebody uh, came up with a good reason why. But yes, they've no prized it. They've no prized they it totally and now did. I'm satisfied. That is not in the text. Right. That's, but it's acceptable. That's something that we are it's ex- it's an yeah. acceptable like you know why Cyclops is not doing this because of this and we both looked at each other and went yeah that guy's well, messed up. Well, I mean, up. and th- that's, that makes sense. It's, that checks. It's funny. It's funny that Stan Lee, R.I.P. In his infinite wisdom, fifty years ago, figured out a fun way to let the readers do all the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and also, so it's yes. not acceptable. <laughs> it's not okay that it's not in the actual story. All right. All right. It's fun for us to come together as a group of nerds and go, Oh, you know what? I right. bet it's cause he's got a mental block. So things are explained after the fact. That's just how this comes down. Right. And that's where the no prize came in back in the day. And we just issued- <laughs> the, the, the no prize. The no prize came in because Stan Lee couldn't remember the difference between Bruce Banner and Peter Parker and Betty Brandt and, <laughs> right. uh, and Betty Ross. There's too much alliteration. Who can keep track yeah. of that? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So No, that's that's where the no prize came from. <laughs> but I mean, the point being like the storytelling moves very quickly. Yeah, life comes at you fast. If yes. you don't stop and if you don't slow down, you know, you might just miss it. Right. And the fans fill in some of the blanks. Sure. Right. So, and like I've lo- obviously I grew up with it. I love it. Like I love coming up. I'm right there with I, you. I, I love coming up with a good reason why something uh, that shouldn't be is. Right. And I'm right there and, with you. The one yeah. thing that I cannot 
square, the thing that, and we have we have talked about it recently. We just did an entire top five about is our this top gonna make me mad? favorite Joes. And one of my- Is this going to make me mad? One of my top favorite Joes was a Magneto clone, and it was Joseph. Oh, Joseph, And yeah. all they had to do to fix the Zorn thing, all they had to do was make the other Zorn Joseph, and it would make- sense all of it would make sense but they didn't do that joe instead they after the fact first set up magneto as zorn decided there was another zorn that was zorn also zorn was, zorn was that zorn was real yeah. right also that zorn had a twin brother that looked that Zorn has a brother yeah. just like Zorn and did he, the stuff that okay. Zorn does. He doesn't look just like Zorn. He wears a matching helmet. Yeah. That's different. He wears a matching helmet and had the same powers. I know I think technically I think I think that like I think there's a, like I have not looked it up, so don't at me. I it's looked not it up. Imp- I looked it up before I before well, I, I decided I thought, to continue on the show. I thought the deal was that like it was Zorn had a star in his brain and yes. the other guy had like a black hole in his brain or something. Yes, so that's how they explained it. Like they were uh, polar opposites, and one of right, them, like they're the same but different. They're but, similar but different. Right, but their powers did the same stuff. One was a well, star, yeah, sure. One was a collapse star, right? Because you know what? There's no such thing as black hole powers. You, that's just something you make up. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, there's no such thing as star powers either. I mean, like I understand. Regardless, but you know. Look, at least with star powers, you can kind of get there. Like, oh, star powers, sure. energy. Right, you know, really hot, uh, shoots, you sure, know, yeah, shoots out like, heat yeah, or whatever. Uh, like the oh, like a burning sun. But the, like, from does the, any of this make sense? That Magne- black hole no. That Magneto's powers, Magneto, master of magnetism. Just to back up, I think that if we look at Grant Morrison, see, I think you're taking issue with two different things. You're taking I am. issue. I know I am. I agree. You're taking issue with the fact that uh, you don't find that it's plausible that Magneto could pretend to be this Zorn person. One, which I yes. uh, is one, yeah. Um, the fact that there was a Zorn and he had a twin brother, that is not anyone's fault no. but the people that came after Grant Morrison. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. like I, and, and that's not Grant Morrison's fault. And I'm not holding that against yeah. Grant Morrison. But I think that, like, if you, I think that if we look back at Grant Morrison's new X Men, um, yes, he puts on a flashy light show. I'm not blaming Grant Morrison for this, but I'm saying that I'm saying that Grant Morrison, like the master of magnetism, could fake being Zorn. Like he could fake it. One hundred. He could put on a helmet and he could fake having these powers. And and like maybe do some stuff. Wasn't there something also where he had like nanobots or something that that were he he was he was high on the drug and he. Okay. I think there may have been some kind of nanobots he was using. That was later. That was not Grant Morrison. That is how they explained stuff later. I'm not even sure why they needed to bother with that. Exactly. You didn't need to. You didn't need to do any of this. So what part are you fixing by making it Joseph? I'm just saying, okay, first of all, if there actually is a Zorn, right? Let's, let's, Let's just accept there is a Zorn. He has a star in his head. This is a thing. He is a twin brother. He's got a black hole in his head. That is a thing. We know that Magneto impersonated Zorn, right? We know later on, we find out there actually is a Zorn, and he actually is a twin. Magneto actually has a clone. I think the reason why uh, Magneto felt emboldened to pretend to be Zorn 
is uh, because it is heavily implied in the first storyline of Grant Morrison's uh, new X-Men, E for Extinction, that when Cassandra Nova sends the wild Sentinels to Genosha to exterminate 16 million mutants, Magneto is one of them. It's hard to remember where all the puzzle pieces were at the time. Sure. Um, But right immediately prior to new X-Men, Magneto was basically the president of Genosha. Yeah. He had lost his powers uh, because of M-Day. I had the order of events wrong. He was he was not powerless, but because of his injuries, he had a hard time using his powers. Right. Um, it looks like he was killed in the attack, but in truth, he survived, hidden in a shelter by his followers. Didn't we later on find out that like Fabian, what's his head, was like limiting his powers and like healing him, but not healing that him? That could be. I don't know. Yeah. I could be. Um, but then there was the he became a Che Guevara like revolutionary figure. Yeah. That's him with Magne- the sash Magneto and everything. Where Magneto wearing- was right. Uh, yeah, where uh, people were putting his face on T-shirts with yeah. the phrase "Magneto was right," um, and then uh, and then it says around this time, an imposter by the name of Zorn emerged and wreaked havoc in New York City in the guise of Magneto. All the while, Magneto gradually found his way out of the Genosian rubble and somehow survived until he was discovered by Xavier. So Magneto had no memory. An imposter what? named Zorn pretending to be Magneto did this. And then so Magneto later pretended Zorn to be pretending Zorn. Pretending to be Magneto. No, 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 no. Magneto, according to this, Magneto never pretended to be Zorn. Zorn pretended to be Magneto. Oh, God, that's even worse. It's <laughs> even that worse. Is, that does make it worse. That's even worse. <laughs> Oh, yeah. my God. An, an, an imposter by the name of Zorn r- emerged and wreaked. This is while this is while Xavier is still trapped in the rubble of Genosha. So this guy shows up dressed as Magneto, wreaks havoc in New York. Meanwhile, Magneto is trying to find his way out. He is eventually found by Professor Xavier. Magneto has no memory of what happened to him. But the world thinks Magneto's dead because Zorn got his head cut off. I'm going to put Zorn in air quotes because who even knows Um, got his head cut off not Magneto Wolverine had beheaded the Magneto imposter so let's just stop real quick you and I read these comics live in real time we did as they were coming out correct on the shelf and like and and did you have any clue that this was not no. Magneto. <laughs> like, no. no, this is all explained uh, after the fact. Right. That's my okay. point. This is now, all um, explained after the fact. I have gone to the Zorn. Yes, exactly. There's no reason to believe that Grant Morrison did not expect it to be exactly what it was supposed right. to be. Grant Morrison Which wanted was, it to be Magneto. Magneto didn't die. Right. He's pretending to be a villain. Yes. He kills New York City and then Wolverine cuts his head off. 100%. That's what Grant Morrison was doing. And then Marvel went, eh. Uh, what if we tweaked it a little bit (laughs) okay 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 so the zorn page oh you know what i bet this will be more clear when i reread this this stuff um (laughs) do you remember sublime like it won't (laughs) do you remember uh the the villain sublime he was like yeah sentient virus he sentient virus guy who looks like a handsome man right zorn is a real person Twin brother Shen Zorn. Right. They have similar powers. Chinese guy. Yeah, Chinese brothers. Uh, they were kept in separate prisons because right. they were very dangerous. Masks of iron. Quan Yin, who is the Zorn in question, 
sold him to John Sublime, who wanted to harvest his mutant brain. In an attempt to escape such a fate, Zorn escaped by attempting suicide, by reversing the power of the star in his brain. But Cyclops convinced him to escape that fate. And Oh, so that's new X-Men annual. Right. Uh, the first appearance of Zorn. So that's where that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we first uh, met Zorn. But we, at that point, we just assumed it was Zorn. It was this yes. this Chinese dissident mutant that had this power. Right. And so all the stuff with Zorn becoming a teacher of the special class, that's actually Zorn, the man, the man Zorn. Right. And then here's the section of the uh, of it where it gets to the Brotherhood. Soon after the creation of the special class, Esme Cuckoo was dealing kick to students of the Institute. Kick had the essence of sublime in the drug. Oh, okay. I remember this and shit. And so yes. the more people that took it. Yeah. They were all connected like, and sublime could control. They, yes. Yeah. So Esme somehow got Zorn addicted to kick. And then there was the riot at Xavier Institute. Zorn. Uh, began to push Magneto's ideals in secret over Xavier's teachings. When he was confronted, that's when he revealed to be that he revealed himself to be Magneto, but it was a trick, obviously. Right. He was not Magneto. He was he was not Magneto. Uh, apparently, a Chinese guy that looks like Magneto, pretending to be Magneto. That all uh, they had to do. Uh, they could have just made it Joseph. Yeah. They could have just, just made it, it Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> that's yeah, my right. point. <laughs> You could have uh, just made it Joseph. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it goes on to say even the people that were following him and the X-Men were suspicious that this was even the real Magneto because he had become addicted to drugs, first of all. Right. And then second of all, he seemed to be like this bitter, angry relic rather than a confident leader. He was also a super weirdo uh, and he had a thick Chinese accent, you know. <laughs> you know? So um, other than that, so, it might be uh, Magneto. I don't know. So. <laughs> So here is my here is my uh, final question on the matter. Do you think Zorn takes off his helmet, reveals Magneto face underneath? Do you think that underneath the Magneto face is another Zorn helmet? Uh, uh, or or underneath the Magneto face is a Chinese guy face? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought that the whole point was that he had to wear the helmet to keep the star from exploding. That was the whole point. And they, the uh, thing with, in the Grant Morrison comic where they when they open the helmet, the power comes out and it's uncontrollable and it melts a bunch of dissidents. Like oh shit, he's got a star in his head. Yeah, to many it was a mystery what Zorn slash Magneto was trying to do. On the surface, it looked like Magneto addicted to some mutant drug, uh, trying to avenge everyone that died on Genosha, and that humans needed to be eradicated, blah, blah, blah. And all uh, it but was. In, in reality, in reality, it was sublime, making Zorn use the face of mutant terror and destroying and murdering as much as possible. So right. when the time came... It would be easy to convince the world that mutants needed to be dealt with. But all this happened after the fact when Grant Morrison wrote a perfectly good. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, at the very end of this, at the very end of this long, well-written, well-reasoned, no prize of a paragraph, it says citation needed. Yeah, because so I don't even know what comic to point you to. Exactly, because at the end of the day, all it was was Grant Morrison told us a perfectly good X-Men story and went. Thanks, Marvel. I'll take my check and I'll leave now. And Marvel was like, wow, f Grant, that was goddamn. That guy, whoo. Hey, uh, 
how are you going to fix Magneto after this? (laughs) That's what it came down to. Like literally like, Oh shit. I think Graham Morrison Uh, just blew up Magneto. (laughs) So the, the majority, the majority of the entries in this wiki are are labeled citation needed, which I think kind of uh, is really all you need to know about the character. Exactly. Citation needed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, I know. You know what? I agree. They could have just said it wasn't the, like there was no Zorn, it's Joseph. Just say it's it Joseph. Was Joseph. It was Joseph yeah, all along. Right. Joseph was mad. Joseph I, had, like had reason to believe, like, who am I? Or, like, why am I even here? Yeah, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take Magneto down. And here's my plan to take Magneto down. That's all you had to do. There it is. I've I've circled back around to kind of arguing with you about what this uh, band aid would fix to wholeheartedly agreeing with you 100. <laughs> yes, that making that. Making the Zorn is Magneto reveal, actually, Zorn is Joseph pretending to be Magneto. That that covers every sin. It that literally papers over every. It yeah. fixes everything. And the only yeah, person it, that's it, upset it, it, that they yeah, ruined Joseph over every hole. The yeah. only person that's upset that it ruined Joseph is me. And I'll be fine. Don't worry about me, folks. I'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) All right. Well, what a long, strange trip we've been on. Oh, Uh, man. feel like I've been working out the last two hours. You wanted this question of the week. You opened this box. And you know what? (laughs) You and me, Matt, we did the work. We We did did the important work. We did the work. I think we've done everybody a service here. We we opened the puzzle box. The Cenobites pulled us to hell, and they tried to tear us apart. And then ultimately, the Cenobites were like, Jesus Christ, these guys are right. Send them back to Earth. <laughs> we, yeah, we ri- we ripped off the we ripped off the Zorn helmet and stared straight into that yeah, star. Yeah, and here we are. And somebody we had to, to tell about it. All right, we got a new question of the week. Hopefully, it's a little lighter in tone. And, it is lighter uh, in tone because I yes. I seriously feel like I lost weight this week. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was emotionally and physically taxing yeah. which is strange like i have sweat diesel onto this t-shirt like i'm gonna have to oxy <laughs> this this is gross all right this week's question comes from mark stern via discord you all also might find him online under the handle cuckoo studio he's a very talented cartoonist uh, and the artist of the cover photo on the the two at a nerd official facebook page yeah come hang with him in our discord he's a sweet guy we love him yeah he is i have a random question that came to mind when i was laughing and thinking about what would happen if dr doom tried fighting magneto especially after that trial by combat scene in x-men red number three yes my god yes yeah uh, God, uh, are we are we tempting the, f- the fates by bringing Magneto into this again so early? No, I just no. think there's a lot of Magneto stuff. Going. I get it. No, it's true. We just had an intense therapy session where we forgave Magneto for right. all the terrible things he did to and us. And then Mark Mark had to come in here and immediately just like scratch at that scab, you know? Yeah, go, Mark. <laughs> and now it's um, bleeding again. So, but you know what? That's the question is not about Magneto. It was just inspired by Magneto. What are the most lopsided matchups that you have seen in comic books? And did that fight end the way you expected? I already know my answer. So, and I bet. Yeah, what is the most lopsided fight you've seen in a comic? And did it end with, you know, Speedball getting his ass kicked or whatever? I bet $100,000 you and I both have the same exact answer. This Wednesday, we'll be back reviewing new comics. we got a Patreon extra for you. We can't wait for you to be there. We're taking next week off for cover to cover. We'll be back the week after. But for now, we've got to get out of here.
My God. My name is Matt Bond. I'm so tired. I'm going to sleep really well tonight yeah. after that. You people asked for this, okay? Keep that in I mind. Know. You asked for this. I mean, <laughs> I, I asked for this. That was my fault. You, you did this, didn't you? My, my name is Joe Patrick. <laughs> and we already screamed about M for like an hour and a half. With we Brian. did, yeah. <laughs> like, we already. And that was a whole nother mess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You oh, and your twins oh. and your clones, Marvel, knock it off! And then God damn uh, it. It, 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 it suddenly dawned on me why they were calling her hollow instead of penance, yep. and I don't want to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> this is the two-headed nerd signing off. <laughs>